right, let's, let's do it then. I'm not doing it sober, Ricky. I'm not. I don't have it in me. Phil, you gotta stop screwing with my camera settings, buddy. It's causing problems. Probably me. How's it going? What's going on? Welcome back to the. I'm, it's horrible. I can't be here. It's illegal. You're not supposed to be here. You're all going on watch lists. You're just like me. You don't want that. Hey, it's World War Three Eve. That's cool. Let's let's do that. Let's play this game. Let's play the. Hey, why not World War Three? That's that's something we can do. Right? And over like the stupidest reasons too. It's not even it's not even like uh it's not even like an epic like Lord of the Rings. I mean it kinda is in a way, but it's like just coming down to like we gotta fight all the stupid greedy people now. Fuck. Like all of them? Yeah, I think all of them. We gotta we gotta do this now. Alright, alright, everybody fight everybody then. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's gonna be. Every 80 years, what is it? What's the rate? It's about every 80 year cycle. Something like that. There's a there's basically the same the same thing happens every 80 years. It's like almost they can uh like map it out. Or maybe 90 or something like that. There's a basically a natural cycle where all these kinds of the wheel turns as they say. And um you know, we might as well. We might as well, right? For stupid nonsense reasons because rich people want to be rich and they don't want to get caught fucking around and and they just can't stop being greedy and stupid. And so, yeah, we're going to blow everything up now. That's what we're going to do. That's fucking smart. You know, people, people deserve to live. You know, we're, we're, we're better than this. We're, we're so smart. We're so fucking useful and intelligent. Anderson Paladin says, James Thompson is still marching. Yes, he is. What is that noise? I think I've got weird congestion in my head. It makes my ears sound like I'm underwater. And it's like vibrating weird in my head. Maybe there's a bee in there. Maybe I've got that syndrome, like the Premier of Ontario. May I inhaled some kind of insect? It's flying around in there. I don't know. And it's annoying. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just power through it. There's no other choice. No other choice. Chief Dogma says, "Time to burn the motherfucking boots." They've been burned, I think, sir. Uh, I think that's the problem. Uh, I think we're there's no getting out of this now. You know, we tried. We didn't want to, but now we're gonna do it. Uh, Chris Jason, uh, he says, "We need a plan." What is it? I think war is right around the corner, and not an information war. I agree. Um, it looks to be unavoidable now, so it's best just get right with it and at least, uh, do whatever you can to get out of the way of the, of the train wreck and, uh, you know, try to at least tell other people not, you know, I wouldn't get involved if I were you. I, it's not a good idea. I would just walk away from that fucking, uh, nope. All right. Well, it's your life. You know what I mean? Have fun. I tried to warn you. The people with the medals on tried to warn you. Remember? Remember those guys? Remember those people? That uh, do that for a living, you know? They're the ones saying, hey, whoa, bad idea. Really bad idea. And you're like, I don't care. I'm fucking justice for Joe Floyd. Justice for Floyd or whatever we're doing now. I, they don't even know what, which, which hashtag they're on. They're just following it like a... Imagine if that's how it worked. That was the whole real trick. Like, how do we get these idiots 
to support, like, oh, we'll just feed them a series of lies. Um, less, uh, less offensive at first. Not, not super hard to swallow, you know? Um, you could see, you could get around to it. You can come around to the idea. We'll feed them that one first. And then we'll just slowly, incrementally make it worse over time. And they won't notice because we'll keep them distracted and fed and happy. And their attention spans will become so short that by the time the next thing rolls out, they'll have already forgotten about the, they'll just jump right to the new thing. And we can do this. The the best part is the more we do this, it takes less time. It's less time. Now we can go from current thing to current thing to current thing almost on a monthly basis. I mean, do they even remember what they were outraged about last? Not really. They're almost ready for a new one. Now it's time for the grand finale. Hey, you know what's woke now? World War Three. Yeah. Yeah. Cities in ashes. Millions dead. Continents, you know, arguably unlivable. Many times more will starve to death because the economy of the world has been so disrupted that it is going to take literally a hundred years to repair to where it was. And in the meantime, uh, lots of people won't be able to get supplies. There won't be supplies. There'll be no crops because there's no growing. That's not, that's out of the question for a lot of places, obviously. So there's a lot of farms we just don't have anymore. And then uh, we don't really know how the poison and the atmospheric conditions are going to affect the rest of them. Probably not very good. So that's going to cause even more. You know, these people so concerned with the environment and, you know, there needs to be enough food for all the people are also at the same time going, let the bombs fly. You know, are they, it's, I, they're complete, they're completely mad. They're completely mad and they don't understand, they don't know it. They believe simultaneously completely contradictory ideas. That is, that is the definition of cognitive dissonance, is it not? Am I remembering that correct? I think that that's what it is. When you could believe one thing that is completely contrarian to another thing that are like, how like you can't believe this and this, it doesn't make any sense, but they do because they're not believing in it. They don't work that way. They don't work on a system of values where, you know, one thing means that like things are connected, you know, it matters. They just, their system is whatever the box says. Which can be anything at all. So it doesn't need to make sense. The critical point is it came from the box. If it comes from the box, that's what we're doing. Doesn't have to make sense. We've just what we've always done. We always do what the box says. Whatever it, that's what everybody's doing. But society has been shifting over the past uh, couple of decades since the invention of the internet. And they don't like that one bit. And they're trying to control all that stuff. Hence the uh, the information war, and then uh, once you know that that's the that's the thing to worry about. As Chris Jason said, what happens when the information war ends, or there's a clear about to be a clear winner and a clear loser? It's like you're running to the finish line. <laughs> yep, this is how it's this is how it's going to work. Um, and if I could put it into a metaphor, it's like we're in a we're in a we're in a, a, a foot race, long one, marathon maybe, ultra marathon. You know, David Goggins is was in it. He already won. He already beat everyone because he's not a human being. Um, but everyone else is still in it. Like, you know, us and the bad guys. And then uh, they get off to a real good start, but they burn themselves out and they're slowing down and they're running out of gas. And we're actually picking up, coming into a second wind. You know, oh, there they are. It's just a matter of time for you to catch them. And there's still, there's still too much race left for them to beat you. Like, you know, it's, it looks like, okay, this, we got a real shot at this. 
And then you go past them, and you're like, holy shit, we're actually going to win. And he goes, fuck you! And then pulls out a gun and shoots you in the foot. <laughs> and then tries to hobble away. Well, you're like, motherfucker, you shot me, or in the leg or something. Now, you have to win the race on a broken leg. But you probably still could. Because that's how desperate and, and how clear the end was about to be. Before they, you know, pull some kind of shenanigans or flip the table or, or do, uh, do something like that. That's just, you know, micro, macro, macro. That's what, when people are cornered and hate to lose, as these people are really going like, to not like losing, uh, they tend to throw fits, especially if it's over something serious, like, you know, manipulating countries and entire um, uh, populations and so on. That's a pretty big game to lose at. So I imagine they'd be a, uh, a little upset. <laughs> At that idea, and um, if it appears that that is about to be the case, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't take it well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And decide, fuck this. Let's just uh, let's just blow it all up. These fuckers want to fuck around. Watch this. I'll just I'll just torpedo this whole planet. It'll take me five years. Here's my fucking five year plan. You poor ass motherfucker. Oh, Pizzagate, Julian Assange. You shut the fuck up. You couldn't just realize how good you had it, could you? Could you, you, you simpletons? You had to go downloading the WikiLeaks, didn't you? And starting BitChute and watching videos about continents of a specific name and things like that. You had to go ruin it all. Well, now, now, you know what's going to happen. Bitterman, bring me the nuclear codes. I'm 9,700 years old. I grow tired of this game. You think I don't want to die? I've just been too drunk and power for so long, but now I'm having a hangover, and I think I'm just going to end it for everyone. Because I can. Because fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much who's running the world. I think it's just all a big joke at this, but there, you know. Have them have giant tits in school on men. Gi I mean, no, not like double D. I mean, like, wow, those are huge boobs. No, no, I mean, like, past cartoonishly big. What you mean, like, like Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s big, where it was like, should our kids be watching? I mean, April from Turtles just had giant, like, what the fuck? But, you know, no, no, much bigger than that. Oh, we're talking Japanese porn level bizarre, doesn't even look human anymore. No, past that. Oh, you mean like a monster? You mean like an actual scary monster from a nightmare? Yes! Yes, that is exactly what I mean. It's a dude, you know, a, a clearly a dude with, I mean, the size of human children as tits um, in a miniskirt with makeup on, and that's your kid's teacher. Hmm? <laughs> yep. No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. You can't. Whoever designed this is like. I mean, it's so absurd. Everything about it is ridiculous. It's ludicrous. It's just complete nonsense. If you tried to sell this to somebody in the fifties, it's like I've seen the end of the uh, the end of the empire. You must listen to me. Listen to me. I've traveled through time on a magic goat. He brought me. He brought me here, and they would just shoot me. They would just put me in an asylum. Which would be good for everyone, honestly, because I could just live quietly in the 50s. Nothing. <laughs> no one would listen. No one ever does. Donkey Dong Dongalon. Hey, brother, says I'm pleased to announce on behalf of Dongalon an alliance to... 
The efforts against tyranny, DTS, PS, good job on the last payout. More rubles being sent. The last, what? Oh, right, the whole Russian, yeah, we're Russians now. Um, I admitted that last time. I'm very open about that. My, my real name is Yaromir Mikenskov. I come from Sevastopol or Leningrad. I can't remember what I said. You don't know where it is anyway, you dummy. You have never looked at the map. Where is Ukraine? Oh, it's near Florida. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Go back to sleep. Go and watch Hollywood film. Go and watch Top Gun. Maverick. It doesn't say it is Russia, but we all know who they are meaning. We know who these evil black people in dark evil planes supposed to be. It's near copy executive fifth generation Chinese Russian plane. It's clearly mine. Obviously my shit. You just took my name off the side and fly it around like it's yours, but it's like oh, everybody knows that's mine. I made that. I, I fly that. You just change the flag and people are like, oh, it could have been anybody. Come on, guys. Come now. This is, this is crazy. It is Russian plane, and everyone knows it is Russian plane. Stop blaming Russia for everything. I have to live on potato juice. Juices. Do you have any idea what it's like to live on juice created from potato? I do this for 12 years. Collapse of Soviet Union was disastrous. I have to prostitute myself out to farm animals. The farm animals had more money and power than even Igor. Igor was less than pig. But he climbed back. <laughs> you leave me alone. I have a ton of this shit. I want to go back to Russia. I have pigs to kill. <laughs> My entire family was raped by pigs. Pig gangsters with little suits and bow ties. Americans paid them and gave them weapons. Animal Farm is not a fiction. That's a real true story. Igor was in book. Animals take over. <laughs> All right. I don't know how much longer I was going to go with that. Probably I, that was like that joke should have ended five minutes ago. But uh, I got carried away. <laughs> Igor's life story was really interesting to me for some reason. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I think it was a ghost. I think that's a real guy. I probably, I mean, odds are that was probably, that's pretty close. If that isn't a real guy, that's pretty close to a real guy. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> oh, and they sold the helicopter. Dude, the end of the Soviet Union is one of the craziest stories in the world. There's generals with the keys to submarines and nuclear aircraft, like, like armed, and they're just like, mm, and they would just sell it to people. Rich billionaires like, hey, you gonna keep all these guns, or what's, what's the deal with that? They're like, I have no idea. And they're like, oh, well, give me all the tanks. They're like, okay, here you go. <laughs> people are coming from other countries. It was just a fire sale. No one was in charge. It was total chaos. And as you wake up one day, hey, there's no government anymore. What? Yeah, it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? There's nobody in charge at all anywhere. What? Yeah, the cops are robbing people right now. It's fucking crazy outside. Dude, you gotta get up. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I know. We should have turned those guns in, right? That was a stupid idea. Because guess who has all the guns now? <laughs> There's no law. There's no, no rules. This is set up to be a bad situation. Criminals are going to run the country. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Shame when that happens. <sighs> that always seems to happen somehow. We'll finish the last two of these, and then uh, we gotta get we gotta get into it. There's so much. The whole situation is is bullshit. It's so obviously, but there's so much evidence, and there's so much video, and there's so there's so much. It's not like oh, that's debatable. You know, did the plane hit the Pentagon or was it a missile? No, 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 boys. I'm talking thousands of hours of mass graves, rapes, murders, executions, torturing. I mean, fucking. As, as depraved as a human can become, I mean, peak evil where you're just gone now, these people achieved that. And they, and they still exist, and they're still running around uh, trying to do that right now. And those people are fly, uh, uh, currently trying to kill and murder people under the banner of the nation of Ukraine. Okay? This has been going on since a, a violent overthrow of the government in 2014 by uh, Western-backed uh, forces, otherwise known as a color revolution. If you've ever read about that, make it, oh, it's a grassroots uprising. Yeah, is it? Well, who are these guys? Why do they speak English? What's all the, where the guns come from? I don't know. <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroo. And the next thing you know, your government's overthrown. And uh, it's fucking scary, scary time. Anyway, they hired all these guys to be thugs for them. Uh, all these people they recruited to overthrow the... And they became the Azov Battalion, the Tornado Battalion, and all of these just gangs of psycho killers, essentially, is what they are. And they went around just purging cities. This is a true story. It's all... You can look all of it up. They went around purging uh, cities that were like, hey... Violent coup is not cool, bro. I don't like that. I think maybe I want to go to Russia. And they're like, oh, you fucking want to go to Russia, huh? So then they came to town and fucking killed everybody. They just killed everybody that was uh, talking like that. And they disappeared like thousands of people. And this went on for years and years. And then eventually they snap and they're like, okie dokie. You can't just keep coming in here and killing people. This is fucking wild now. So we're going to fight you. And uh, then there's the civil war, and then that continues, and then they're just getting their asses handed to them, and it's just the murderings and the cra- and the horror that never stops. And they go, Russia, can you please, for the love of God? And they're like, Yes, this is a der- this is a very scary and fucked up situation, isn't it? And then one day, for no reason at all, the Russians just f- invaded Ukraine because he's Hitler, and he he's. I, she's, I've seen movies in Hollywood and their bad guys were always the Russians. So I know all about it. I knew all about the Maidan revolution. And I, and I knew about the snipers and the mass graves and the, and the torture chambers in the airport. And I, I, I knew that. And I, all the Nazi fly. Yeah, I did. I knew, I, even when we sent the billions of dollars and, and all of our guns and our soldiers are over there training them right now. And, and, and our people are volunteering to fight with them. I know that. But you sound like Tucker Carlson. You sound like a Russia apologist. What do you think about that? Um, well, what do you think about that? I knew they were mass murdering, genocidal, racist lunatics. But that doesn't mean that this isn't justice for Floyd. That doesn't mean that climate change isn't real. You're a bigot. I hate you so much. 
I'm a grown man that plays with toys. Fuck, does this song ever kick? I think the first person that ever heard this song is like a demo. Their head just fucking blew right It just blew up like an explosion. This is peak 80s fucking metal right here. All right, I gotta stop or I'm gonna make a mess of my pants. Chris Jason says, don't you think Russia is pissed? They've been ba- blamed for everything for six years. You know, ever since DJT. They're gonna push the little red button. That's uh, it's a concern. It is something we're worried about. That's what we're here for. At least it's therapy before we die. <laughs> One more, the drummer though, the whole, everything, the guitar, the all. Oh. The amount of skill that it takes to pull that off. All right, all right. It's like watching a man kill a dragon in real life. Listening to that song, I don't know what that means. Doesn't mean doesn't have to mean anything. Maybe, maybe it means something secret, and you're confused because you don't know about it. And you know why you don't? Because you're not cool. You don't know about our secret society. So, that's what that is. Anytime I say something, I think, oh, I think I look stupid when I said that. No, I meant to say that because it's secret society talk. That's my excuse. Forever. And <laughs> Full dress scubs. Hey, yo, Russian mob joins forces with a gabagool. Donnie versus Drago. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yo. Hey, they all right with that. Hey, oh, hey, Russia. How's it going? Hey, oh. <laughs> I wish I knew some more Italian words. Unfortunately, it's all swears, you know. Vafangulo, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't want to. You know, Carter, you come ever see. So, I hear you, you know, you got a mafia. We got a, we got a fucking great mafia. You got a mafia too? That's cool. I respect that. Listen, hey, oh, hey. Hey, oh, yes. Ah, this is good. You like to drink? Oh, I fucking like to drink, Donnie. Do we like to drink? Hey, hey, this is gonna go real good. <laughs> and then the Italian mafia and the Russian mafia became the best of friends, and it was the one sitcom the world never saw coming. <laughs> it's like Full House, but with mobsters, half of them are Russian and half of them are Italian, and it's just a situational comedy about them trying to get along despite cultural differences, but both also being gangsters. <laughs> so stupid. I would watch that over almost everything that's on TV, I think, right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Sylvester Stallone's one of them. He's like the old guy that tells him what to do. You know, <laughs> stupid. I feel like this would be one of those shitty B Hollywood movies that like Pacino and De Niro are in because it's like we gotta make money somehow. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had a paycheck. 
That sounded more like Tyson. Man on the Mountain and laws were shipped from the UK to Ukraine in a quantity that contained thousands of kilograms of depleted uranium. This must be for the war on climate change, right? Again, very, very hypocritical. Thank you for bringing me back to reality there. I was lost in weird mafia world. It's just so much more fun there. There's so much crazy stuff going on. You know, Christopher Walken's always there. I'm timeless. I live here forever. In your head. In your memories. I'm so unsettling. It's like my speech is, is a threat. Just by saying it. Somehow. It's sinister. In its tone. You're like, what? What is this guy? The first time I ever saw Christopher Walken do anything, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his brain? He doesn't talk like a person. And we were like, we know. Isn't it weird? Yeah. This is always a freak. We gotta, he's, isn't he fascinating? Put him in everything. Put him in everything. I'm a movie star now. Fabulous. It's great. I don't know what for. Just happened. You work hard and you threaten people. You can do not anything. <laughs> Release the walking. Yeah, put him out there. Put him out there. Let's see what he could do. I want to see him as president. In a, oh, man, there's a movie that was never made. President Walken, was it? Where he's just this unhinged psycho in the Cold War. That would be something I'd watch. Instead of Ronald. No, no. Walken plays Ronald Reagan... But he's fucking, he's just, he's just Christopher Walken as Ronald Reagan. So basically, you take Ronald Reagan out of history entirely, and all the things he said and did were actually now done by Christopher Walken. <laughs> and then picture that whole timeline. That's fucking hilarious and amazing. <laughs> I'm not just gonna sit here and let some commie scum push around America like this. I've got bombs, big ones. I can nuke you. I can nuke you right out of existence. <laughs> this American president's out of his mind. I mean, the whole world could be different. Yeah, I guess. Everyone's demanding it. I know. I'll just get it out of the way. And then we'll talk about horrible stuff. You know? Because that's like, we want to, hey, skip the fun. I want to talk about horrible things. <laughs> How are we all going to die? What's it going to be like? Is it going to hurt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> But first, you know, gotta check my volume levels here. We're good. At the height of the Cold War, global tensions are on the brink. The war in Afghanistan has reached its 19th week today with the more American firepower coming in from across the air. A conflict that spiraled out of control. It would be up to the man in the chair to make the call to pass the ball. What, what is this? Box here. What are you giving me a box for? Mr. President. That is the nuclear football. Oh, we're gonna bomb some fuckers. Okay. 
The story of how World War III almost started but didn't. Because it wasn't real, but if it was, it would have been way more cool than the timeline we got. Instead of Ronald Reagan, everything else is exactly the same, but it's Christopher Walken instead. Hey, Gorbachev, I got your message. I gotta say, I think you're a fuckhead. I might kill you. I might kill your family. I'm America. Haven't you, haven't you read any of my books of history? It's a very confusing man. You freak me out. I'm gonna have to deal with you. Nicholas Cage is Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh, I'm a Russian guy. And I'm a I'm bad. I'm a bad Russian guy. Coming this winter from movies that should never have been made studios. This has been a presentation of mental illness. Good night. The deafening silence. You know, I can't hear anything, but I, I imagine it's most people going, what the fuck was, what in the fuck was that? Mission accomplished. That's what we wanted. That's what we were looking for. That's what we go for. That's what we do here. <laughs> buy that movie. <laughs> I'd probably buy that movie. It'd just be weird. It's all these super tense Cold War situations. Everything's the same, except it's just Frist for walking, playing Ronald Reagan. And a lot of people reacting to how weird he is. Like, fuck that guy. Should he be president? I mean, I watched it. I mean, look at him right now. He's just doing a weird Christopher Walken thing. He's just like, look at him. He's not moving. Mr. President, what are you doing? What? I was. Look, if you ever looked close at a cactus, it's fascinating. It's like it can hear you, hear your thoughts. I think, I think we need a new... Pro I mean, this isn't normal. He's been staring at that thing for four hours. It's the, def the chief of defense was here earlier. He's like, no, he's in a meeting. He's been standing at that fucking cactus. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. Gentlemen, I've got an idea. Oh, this is going to be good. The cactus gave him an idea, John. Are we happy now? We shouldn't have used the time machine. We should have kept the real Reagan. This was a fucking huge mistake. It's No, 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 no. The world's going to end. No, you're not going to see how 9-11 turns out or doesn't turn out because we're all going to be dead way before then. Look at the look on his face. He's talking to cactuses. He's making phone calls, unauthorized phone calls. I don't know who he's talking to. We're going to be lucky if we're alive by Sunday. You gave the nuclear codes. I don't care if it was for a movie. It, you know? We're in trouble now. <laughs> Uh, Glitcherful says you need a disclaimer like fiction books all characters created in the making of this podcast are fictional products of the broadcaster's insanity and any resemblance to a person living or dead is a coincidence I'll add that <laughs> that applies to all future and past retroactively you know the government can make crime retroactively things crime so I can retroactively make them not crimes so there you go CRJ this is coming this fall one day for no reason at all to the sequel available in Russian subtitles Al Stern, thank you very much. He says, who's got the official announcement of World War III on Saturday on their bingo card? Is there going to be an announcement? Um, it's unavoidable now, but yeah. I mean, tactically, strategically, I just don't see how... I mean, you could. There is a way out of it, but I don't see that 
the the people that could make these decisions aren't are going to be able to they're just not going to do it so i don't know what the hell's going to happen uh chief dogmas is daglon party this weekend at berta hope to see you big it's there i don't know why i always do this i to see the word alberta my my brain immediately just wants to go to some like cocky fucking cowboy hat wearing guy but they don't talk like that out there Uncle Hack from Danger Cat has probably the most stereotypical Albertan accent I've ever heard. Like, it's like, that's the guy. You know how there's a guy from Newfoundland that sounds like everybody from Newfoundland? You're like, that's him. That's the same. It's, it's Alberta's, you know, he's that guy. But I always go to some weird, what the fuck you doing with that? You ain't from around here. We don't drive no fucking Priuses up here. You get, you get gone. I'll fucking, listen, man, I'll hold you down and pull a, I got an extra snake in my pocket. I'll put it in your mouth. Yeah, I carry snakes in my pocket because this Alberta, everybody's fucking weird here. Government tried to come take my guns away. I'm like, fuck you. I'm just going to carry pocket snakes. You want to see one? It's like, oh my God, he literally had like a cobra. It's not a full grown cobra, but it's, you know, it's not good. <laughs> this is the dumbest stream that anyone has ever watched. Sean Ammon, he says, buckle up, kids. She's about to get greasy. I think so. Making Gains says, please say as Christopher Walken. The question is, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, is your real name. What shall we do with you taking up, uh, up space? It's too much. It's, um, it, it's, it's aggressive. It, it's, uh, it's haunting me. And I want it uh, expunged. I want it gone. <laughs> Wanted, uh, no. Eradicated. Fisher of men. He says, uh, Google RC135S Cobra Ball and ask yourself why it was active over Alaska today. Serious sensor assets moving around right now. Yeah, everything's, it's, it's on. It lo- very much looks like it's going to be on. Diagonal, this is, this is honestly not, no exaggeration. This is worse than the Cuban Missile Crisis because this one has way less outs than that. The Cuban Missile Crisis, there was a lot of ways to just shut this down and turn back before it was too late. This one, it's like, you know, what's behind door number one of ten and nine of them are nuclear war. <laughs> You're like, this is a tough call, you know. Dagalonian, he says, three dollar bill, yo. Thank you, thank you, son. Brooker T, he says, everyone drink. Rage said David Goggins, drink be- just because he said it again. You think you're some shit, huh? We're going to bring up David Goggins? I fucking got you unlocked. You can't... I can read your mind. David Goggins was the toughest motherfucker on the planet. In 2005, to honor his fellow Navy SEALs who had passed away in Afghanistan, he googled the 10 most difficult feats in the world, settling on the Badwater Ultra Marathon, a 135-mile foot race through Death Valley with temperatures exceeding 120 degrees. He all thought playing on the road was tough. What about running in hell? In order to even qualify, I'd have to run 100 miles in 24 hours, having never competed in a marathon. Most of y'all can't even get up to use the treadmill, including myself. That shit is weak. So on four days notice, he was ready to go, clocking the first 70 miles with a lone bottle of water and crackers. At mile 70, almost every bone in his feet was shattered. And while missing a layup may stop Ben Simmons from competing, nearly dying wouldn't come close to stopping the boy. So he wrapped duct tape from his soles to his calves in order for his feet to become numb and continued walking by any means possible. Daddy, chill, what type of medical advice is that? With 19 miles remaining, his wife told him he wasn't going to make it, so he took that personally. Finishing the remainder of the course peeing blood and shitting bricks. This is all true. Two weeks later, he ran in the Vegas Marathon. 
Six months after that, he competed in Badwater and finished fifth. What the fuck? So next time you're thinking to yourself that it can't be done, just know that you're probably right. But for David Goggins, nothing is impossible. The guy's a fucking, you know, that's all true. You got to read his book. It's amazing. It's insane. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's like that guy might be one of the tough, like, I'm not just saying he's a tough guy. He might be one of the toughest people that have ever lived. Like, he may have pushed it further than anyone ever has, simply in the pursuit of how much can a mind, you know, conquer before it breaks. And that's all he does. That's what he does with his time. That's the crux, the foundation of his book. That's what he gets addicted to doing. He's like, I want to see, I want to see what I can't defeat. He's like, just trying to defeat everything. What's the hardest? He literally goes around the world. What's the hardest fucking thing there is to do around here? Like the most physically like, oh, I want to kill myself. I need it. What, where, where is, show me where hell is. He goes looking for hells to conquer. That's fucking crazy. That, and James Top is still marching. He's doing it right now. He's like, what's the hardest shit I can think of to do? Oh, I'll just go to hell. Just casually go there for a year. Fuck you. <laughs> then what do you do? What does a man do after that? He starts looking at the moon like, I bet I could pull that shit out of the sky. <laughs> Mr. Top, what's the problem? Always had a problem with the moon, you know? <laughs> He's just... Now, now that he's conquered Earth, he's set his sights to other celestial bodies that we may devour. <laughs> Guys like that are just fascinating, man, because it's like, you know, it's such a cool realm of like, it, and it's, it's real. Like, people can, it's all mental. Once you figure that game out, it just becomes like, an, like exercising a muscle and really just like not letting yourself get soft and, you know. Fish. Broken legs, duct tape. I mean, the guy's career, he's drowned. He's, I mean, it's mental. He did the seal selection three times in a row. The only person to ever do that. He broke both of his legs. <laughs> I'll just duct tape them back together. And he did. <laughs> it's fast. It's psychotic, you know? You can't... Man, imagine if we had more of that guy. More of that guy's determined. He's, he's unconquerable. That's, that's something anyway. Something to take out of that. We should all strive to be more like that and not less. In my opinion. Um, next. Let's just finish this off. Uh, so, yeah, I'll get him a beer in a second. Karadowski says, what if war broke out and nobody turned up? If only, but they always will. Uh, Crisby says, World War Three beer token sent. Thank you. Rhino O'Fringe, speaking of Alberta, my wife decided she wanted to go and see what it's like. Now we're moving. Alberta made her a big, and I tell you, it'll do that. It's nice, you know, it's nice out there. Nice out west. There's a lot more people, a lot more of our people out there. And it just, uh, you know. I mean, I like s some parts of eastern Canada, you know, but I prefer it out west. <laughs> Donkey Dongalon says rubles might be an issue to send. Will you accept Russian mail order brides? They have great resale value. No, I don't like you. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> you just keep it. I don't need anything that bad. I'm doing just fine. Thanks. Um. You know, I'm trying to play this early one. Yeah. So quiet. You can't trust the guy acts like he's got nothing to lose. Gotta be careful. I think the, real, the, the original saying is you can't, um, do not contend with a man who acts like he's got nothing to lose or has nothing to lose. First of all, crazy stuff. For crazy, stupid stuff, you know, just to re-highlight, re again, also much more dangerous than the Cuban Missile Crisis was that back then we had competent leaders that were sane, 
They weren't um, crazy and have dementia and the risk of miscommunications and people getting their wire, you know, and just, you know, not really having tight control over the ship, you know. That wasn't so much of an issue as it is today because today, I mean, the president can say one thing and the White House can say another and nobody even really knows what's going on anymore. That's the state of affairs in the, in the world's most powerful... Co- oh, boy. Uh, yeah, if there was ever a time this was going to go down, if you're, on the, if you're on the eastern side, this is it. And uh, I don't blame them. I mean, it's, it's an obvious move. It's like, I would take that shot too if I were you. You know, fair, well done. You know, you win. Uh, he says, despite Biden declaring pandemic over, the White House won't relinquish emergency powers. <laughs> of course they do. He declared the pandemic is over. The White House stepped in to clarify that this didn't mean public emergency health powers were being relinquished. Okay, the pandemic is over, but we're still keeping all the restrictions and measures and power in place because, well, we like it. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I'm still getting dealing over this nasal problem. Oh, I need my... It's so dry in here. It's my nasal spray. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing lots of work on it. It's, uh, but the pandemic is over, he said. That's- Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, <laughs> but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. It's surreal. It's surreal watching him as president. Like, that's really, like, is this really happening? This is crazy. Like, it's so, it's so blatantly absurd. Like, we're all just pretending he's not a mentally ill, like, he's a very sick old man that doesn't know where he is. Like, we're all just pretending that, apparently. Everyone's just like, no, no, that's not what's happening. Like, well, we can all clearly see that it is. Um, but okay. Uh, an administration told an administration official told CNN that the president's comments do not mark a change in policy. Blah blah blah. Just like, so what about the Taiwan comments? Oh yeah, there it is. Here, what should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment? And don't you worry. You just wait. Like, the Chinese are just raring to go. They are, like, seeing this, like, the biggest bullseye. They are coming in for the 100% kill shot. They're not making any mistakes. If you're going to fucking take down a superpower, if you're going to be the guy that gets in the chair after him, you're going to make absolutely fucking sure that when you before you go to pull the trigger, it's going to work. It's it's a done deal. Like, you're not taking, you're not making, you know, you know. Crazy wild gambles with the future of your fucking, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, works pretty hard for this. You know, we're not going to just try and throw it away. Um, And right now they've got they've got this to deal with. And uh, they're going to wait until NATO fully is handcuffed in Europe. I would I mean, obviously, the Chinese and the Russians have a very tight. uh, They're talking back and forth for sure. And the Iranians and with India and, uh, you know, Brazil and Venezuela and lots of other countries are. Quietly uh, aligning themselves over there because <clears throat> they're not stupid and they see the writing on the wall. And I, you know, when would be the best time to, to take a shot at taking a piece out of the United States is, you know, when they're uh, most at their weakest, which is when they have a dementia ridden president, a completely socially divided uh, society, which is basically in a cultural civil war with that threatens to go, you know, hot at any moment, really, with the right trigger. Uh, we've got economic turmoil, uh, a massive depression, hyperinflation is happening. 
Um, you know, military recruiting is in the toilet. They're 50,000, 80,000 troops short. Attrition is through the roof. No one wants to stay in. They can't even actually, they're telling the troops to go get, uh, go get meal to go to go get welfare. If you can't afford any food. Oh, and, um, you know, and by the way, and you all have to take these vaccines now and you all have to use pronouns and wear high heels and makeup and all this kind of shit. Yeah. If there was ever a time to fucking go for it, I'd say it's now. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Hence the massive mobilization of both Chinese and Russian. They didn't say anything about the Chinese mobilizations, but they've got a lot of fucking guys ready to go. And now the Russians are mobilizing um, uh, reportedly. They say, but I mean, it's war. What they say is what they want you to see. So we don't know, but it, indic- it, it does. I would take him as he's mobilizing hundreds of thousands of troops, probably a million, you know, and, uh, the United Kingdom has already lost about, or not the United Kingdom, the, 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 the Ukrainian forces, which are basically the world, has already lost about uh, 85,000 people, which is more than the entire British military. This is from, you remember, remember uh, Black Pigeon Speaks? Remember that guy? Felix Rex. says, when you realize this is what is actually happening, what are your thoughts? So here's you know Russia and here's Ukraine and here's all the countries supporting them with money, weapons, troops, food, ammunition, guns, bombs, planes, tanks, anti-aircraft uh, missiles, rocket launchers, anti-tank defenses, landmines, um, <laughs> press coverage, uh, donation campaigns, non-governmental organizations, uh, intelligence services, MI6, the CIA are helping on the ground, mercenary companies also as well from across all of these nations, uh, Academy, Blackwater, whatever you're they're on the ground there now too. There's videos of English-speaking troops. In fact, it's reported that up to 25% of the actual forces on the ground fighting under this Ukrainian flag are in fact people from these countries. So, you know, it's a little, uh, when you put it this way, does it make you feel any different about what's going on at all? I hope so. It should, because there's a lot more where that came from. It's very disgusting what's going on. It's, it's really, really, fr- it's just gross. It's absolutely, it's, it's to the point that if you, if you could reasonably expect that someone should know what they're supporting in Ukraine and they're doing it anyway, um, they're, they're murderers. They're genocidal, rapist, murderer, psychopaths. The shit they've been getting away with for the last eight years is stomach turning. I mean, World War II level era atrocities. Legit. On video, mass graves, hundreds of bodies, heads cut off. I mean, defiled bodies, just ruthless kind of evil, like against mostly civilians too. Mostly just regular old ladies, little kids, raping women to death till they're like, all right, she's pretty pregnant now. I'll just kill her, put her bullet in her head, throw her in the hole. Next, like, oh yeah, this went on for eight fucking years over there. And, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are ethnic Russians. It's a very East versus West attitude over there. It's a different place. And they, uh, we helped train them and we gave them money and guns and all these kinds of things while this is going on for eight years. And, uh, you know, who's going to help them? Could you, would you be okay with that? If that was happening on your doorstep, that was happening right next to where you live. Are you like just, and people like, for the love of God, someone help me. And you're like, I happen to have a fucking pile of guns (laughs) and a lot of friends. I easily could fucking put a stop to this too. I'm like the chief of police. I'm just watching this happen. You know, 
or you could call it an unprovoked invasion because that's what the Western media is. They won't tell you about any of that stuff. But I will. Uh, snake, snake taco full of bees. Says, got some insanely good news today. Can I get a Ric Flair's? Woo! Woo! Thanks to all uh, for the good vibes and thanks in advance to all who have offered help. You guys rock. Good to hear that, man. Good to, good to hear you're doing well. Man of the Mountains says, a rage one said, go west, young man, to the fertile lands of Dagalon. Looks like Rhino took heed. Alberta, where all dags are welcome. Alberta's a cool place. Uh, Blam says, so we're probably going to war against an experienced beast of an army with our woke military. Yeah, our woke, under-equipped, under-trained, underfunded, understaffed military. Um, and he says, we're so fucked. Wonder if they'll conscript uh, to feed the grinder. Who? Who are you going to conscript? We're so over a barrel. It's, it's dude, long-term prospects for us are very bad. Uh, won't hold still says, does everyone have their follow buddies? Find your friends. I don't know if it would come to nuclear war. I, I do expect there will be some kind of exchange, though. Nuclear weapons are going to be used for the first time. Um, and then we don't know. I don't know. what I mean, you're in a whole different world now. You can't predict what people are going to do and not do in a world where that's going on, where they're just like, fucking fire, let's start nuking people. That's an un, that's unpredictable. Uh, it's, hard, it's, hard to th- it's hard to read people like that because they don't... Um, they're basically not people. <laughs> so what I mean, they're just their brain doesn't even work in the realm of a human like anyone else. So um, I can't imagine. Oh God, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad, kids. It's gonna be good. So we got this guy in charge. Um, he's out of his mind. No one's listening to him. Um, and then he shows up late. This is why they they put him at the back because it took, he was 15 minutes late for the the funeral of the of the queen. <laughs> Queen, and they're like, "Oh, hello, President of America." He looks like a—I mean, look at him. He just looks pathetic. I mean, it's demoralizing, isn't it? We're 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 an occupied people because all of the people in power are not our people. Not almost none of them. They're all on someone else's agenda and someone else's payroll, and they're clearly working for someone else. We're just here to facilitate this, and they just throw us some crumbs once in a while to keep us happy. But really, we're just sli- we're just running the engines for their entire lives, which has nothing to do with us. We're just here. We're like slaves. And these are the people. They're so unafraid of us that they don't even need to buy. I mean, look at this. Does this guy strike fear into anybody? He's literally a demented old man. And they're like, yeah, let him be president. Who gives a fuck? They're not even, they're not even trying to keep up the facade anymore. Like, it's wild. <laughs> they reportedly got stuck in traffic after the Secret Service refused to allow them to travel on buses with all the other heads of state. <laughs> Too many assassination threats. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would want to. I wouldn't want to. Oh, and this. We'll get to that in a second. Great video I'm going to show you here in a second. Why would you want to? When your enemy's president is that terrible and weak and pathetic, you want him to live as long as possible. You don't want to assassinate him. and rep- like. There's a chance that somebody smart might take his, take his place. Like You drew you drew pocket aces, dude. You're like, all right, who's my main adversary? Oh, see, it's America. Who's captaining Team America in this round of me versus them? That crazy old man that just pooped himself? Oh, fuck yes. Easy mode. I was worried I was going to get the crazy guy from the 70s. I'm out of my fucking mind. I know. I believe you. Fuck. That was a strategy Nixon employed that I thought was fucking genius. He would deliberately do crazy. This is real. He would do cra- say and do crazy things that would make him seem unhinged and unpredictable. So because he wanted the Russians to have a perception of him that he was 
he was fucking out of his mind so they so they wouldn't fuck around and they wouldn't do anything weird because <laughs> he's like crazy unpredictable and it worked they believed it they were like we think he's nuts like the old declassified kgb files like i think he's an out-of-control alcoholic he screams at people he hits people he's fucking maniac I don't care what anybody says. I'll nuke the fucking general. You know. Calm down, Mr. President. He's, he's, what is happening in America? Listen, he's smash bottle. He's stabbing people in office. We'll have to wait him out. We'll challenge next president. Not this one. He's crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just like, man. <laughs> We don't get smart guys like that anymore. There's no, there's, there's no, trust me, in this case, it's not an act. This isn't an elaborate scheme to trick people into thinking Canada's dumb so we can lure them in for some surprise attack. We're actually just really dumb. It is what it looks like in this case. And, uh, of course, the prime minister was caught singing like a drunken fool. <sighs> Again, embarrassing us on the world stage. And I love Sid Sichero's uh, uh, summation of this on breakfast television, which has become based all of a sudden, at least now that he's on it. I didn't know about this, but uh, this clip went uh, extremely viral, very funny. And I, everything he says, I agree with. Um, and not only that he, that he embarrassed us all, but, you know, how embarrassing is Canada the nation when this can even get out? We care, we're, we're not even able to protect our own leaders against embarrassing videos. They're not even trying to. Right? Like, who... I mean, he's the prime minister. There should be people around him, like, pretty much all the time, just in case. Because, I mean, high-stakes job. You know what I mean? You know, pretty... Not a lot of time to be fucking around in that job. You know what I mean? Which is what he seems to do all the fucking time. So there should be people, you know, keeping an eye on him, making sure nobody's fucking with him or doing weird shit. You know, taking videos of him acting like a drunk retard in the hotel lobby, maybe. And, nope, whoops, we missed that one, too. There's, you know... So we look like assholes there. Maybe they don't care. I, I would believe that. I would believe they're just like, I don't give a shit. I hope somebody puts that on the internet. Fuck this guy. You know, they're just sitting there drinking like, don't care. I don't give a fuck anymore. That I believe. However, it, uh, it still makes us look bad. Anyway, check this out. It's amazing. It's all in the, the cells killing me. The cell. Okay. We've Wrap it all up. been there when that song comes on and <laughs> someone who shouldn't be singing is just full throat. <laughs> okay, don't, don't sing the song. No. It's coming out later. You're going to see the, our Prime Minister's version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Obviously, that happened on a, on a state trip on first oh. Obviously, that happened. Okay, a couple things. I love that he, he just goes full rage mode on TV. I'm like, this now, this is fucking, this is TV, this is news I could watch. This is legit. Okay. Who took that video? <laughs> you know they're going to have security take a look around at their security surveillance video. That's, de- that's say their who detail. That's a, that's a private function with our prime minister. You can't even, like, who's, who's leaking videos of stuff of our prime minister? Right. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to defend him completely. Very good point. But that's not cool to me. And all the other no. people in there, too. Because they're dragged else. down. Yeah. I, the, yeah. my, my other issue here is I, look, I don't care what the prime minister does on vacation in Costa Rica. I don't. It's none of my business. I don't care what he does in his free time. I don't care. He's, he works, I don't care what you think of this prime minister. They do travel. They work a ton. Yeah. They work a ton for everybody. They do. Whether you like him or you don't, you don't like him. Public service. 
This is a working for commies state trip on taxpayer dollars for a funeral. Okay. Love the suit color too. What is going on here? Is this guy trying to be me? What's happening? <laughs> anyway, I love this. That video looks bad. I don't care what argument I hear the other way. There are 500 dignitaries and world leaders at this event for this funeral. Mm -hmm. What? Where's the video of Joe Biden doing that? <laughs> the Sportsnet guy has to correct the prime minister on television. That's the state of Canada where the Sportsnet guy has more manly decorum and respect and understanding of how the world fucking works and what you do and you don't do than the prime minister of the country does. I mean, no one's surprised at that. No one's like, well, yeah, we know. I, I'm just telling you so you remember it so we add it to the scorecard for later, you know, all, and with all the rest of the things so we can read them all off at the very end, like, you know, you know how everyone... Uh, the old days. It's like, um, All hail King Cromwell, vanquisher of the Britons, establisher of the, of the Bridge of London, you know, conqueror of the Hamlets of... Le yeah, yeah, okay, 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 get to the point. It's like... The Blackface Man of Ottawa, the Sock Time Guy, Mr. Dum Dum Piano Queen Recital Video, Mr. Are We Are Asking for More Than You're Willing to Give Right Now, just on and on and on and on and on, and he's got to be introduced like that everywhere he goes. That's the law in Dagalon. You have to, if they have embarrassing titles, they must be announced whenever they enter a, a room that they have not entered previously in the last 24 hours. It's the law. So someone has to follow them around, and as soon as they say anything, INTRODUCING! And he's got to read off all of the stupid shit he's done. It takes two hours, you know? <laughs> never gets anything done. That's his, that's his punishment. Could you imagine? That was the law? That's like torture. That's, cr that's cruel and unusual. I like it. Put it in. Put it in the law. Anyway. Where's the video of the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz doing that? Where's Angela Merkel's video singing Bohemian Rhapsody? Where's Emmanuel Macron of France doing that? Where's Liz Truss, the Prime Minister of Britain? Where's Boris Johnson? Boris Johnson's an idiot. And he still didn't get caught doing that on camera during the weekend of the funeral of Queen Elizabeth, who was on the throne for 70 years. We're the lead country in this democracy, in this monarchy. Four RCMP horses on, on the front of that of that procession yesterday. He's 50 years old, man. You want to have a good time? You want to party? You want to have, you want to pass the Cavarcier? Go nuts. <laughs> Find a private room, confiscate the phones, and don't have that be the legacy of the trip. That's Bush League, man. No other leader gets caught doing that. That's our guy. So what's your That's saying? our guy that gets caught doing Johnny Fratboy at the UN taking photos with the with buttons down to here, smiling like it's a wedding reception. That's yep. our guy that gets caught doing that. Listen. Yep. Or the last Truth and Reconciliation Day, which is coming up again well, that, well, to your point where he was on the, he was, was vacationing whole... on the... I know who Sid's voting for. <laughs> Another thing. Look, I'll, I, I hated the look. I hated the look. Because I didn't see one video of another leader come out from that extremely somber weekend. The timing. Not one. Not one. Question period in Ottawa is today. I got two words for you. Pierre Polyev, you just gave that guy fresh meat. He got a 70% vote for the conservative leadership. He's waiting on that guy today. I'm interested in question period today on taxpayer dollars when people in this country can't afford, afford eggs or bread or gas. This guy is having a grand time on the road 
Yeah. Doing whatever the hell that was. That's I right. Find that funny. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. Yes. I think it's ridiculous. And if I'm Pierre Polyev today, oh. if I'm Jagmeet Singh, if I'm anyone in question, Pierre, this is the first question period of the fall session today. Yeah. Have a go. As a taxpayer in this country, I want to know what the hell that was. Yeah. Uh, how the video got out. I want to know how many parties took place during the death of Queen Elizabeth. And I want to know that today. Today. I've, I've voted for all parties in my, in my life. You can't pin me down. I'm looking at Polyev and Jagmeet Singh today. I want real questions asked. It's bend over time. That's what the song means. It's been a while since I saw something like that on the news, man. It was nice. You, lo- you, love, you love to see it. You're doing great, Sid. You're doing great, buddy. Keep it up. Let's see more of this. You're a champion. You're a goddamn champion, Sydney. I think that's his name. Whatever, he rocks. Sean Ham says nukes are the only weapon that creeps me the fuck out. What about Ramstein? That's creepy. I feel like I'm in some kind of weird German leather sex dungeon, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that song. I'm going to turn that off now. <laughs> it says, nukes are the only weapon that creeps me the fuck out. When they go, there's nothing you can do to stop them. Just struggle to minimize the damage, the massive damage they do. It's incredible what they can do. It's, it's so insane. Uh, Slipsheet says, just wait for Shinzo Abe's funeral. Will it be the Samurai Warrior costume or the Sumo Wrestler costume? We don't know what costume he'll wear, but I'm sure he'll do something stupid. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be making sure to keep his phones away from him this time, though. Uh, right. and, and, I mean, do you think that's the worst thing that he did that night? You know, if that whole thing was on tape, can you imagine what the rest of it is? Imagine if it's blackmail from the Conservative Party. Imagine that's who got a hold of it, and that's how it got out. And they were just want, and they just want him to know that we have the rest of it. You know what I mean? It's like if they have that, then they have the other stuff. You know what I mean? That's how politics works in real life. Um, I'm not saying that's what happened, but could have, could be. If you're smart, that's how things are done. Because then they'll say, oh. because if you just release it, you, you don't have it as blackmail. You don't have as leverage. You don't have it as leverage anymore. You gotta, you like, you gotta hold back the real good stuff and only use them when you absolutely have to. That's, you know, that's what you want to do. Uh, Slipsheet says, "Just wait." Oh, I read that one already. Thank you, Robert. Uh, a rhino friend says, "Looks like someone got the green light to back PP. Orchestrated much? Who? Someone got the green light. Who did? Oh, you mean Sid? Is that what you mean?" I think he was just legitimately pissed. I mean, people are legitimately, honestly pissed off. And when they see his numbers, they're not going to go, you can't be talking like that on the show. Oh, fuck. That was the most watched episode we've had all year. Hmm. Uh, 
Maybe just let me let me sit with this for a little while, Sid. <laughs> just the Sportsnet guy, or what was he on? Was he on TSN? I can't remember where I remember him from. Uh, one of those one one of them places, one of those weird, crazy places. Uh, all right, so that's. I agree with a lot of what he said. It's it's quite embarrassing. Um. Let me check my desktop here for a couple of things. Um, yeah, we can go to the war nonsense again. Well, we might as well. That's going to be a lot of it. So I'll just uh, get that out of the way. So um, where do you begin? Where do you start with this? I did mention the original stuff. How it began in the first place. Um, before I do, I should. Uh, let's just see it. I'll, I'll show you this now. There is a lot, man. And. You know idiot, stupid, critical people that literally will not even, you know, they say you gotta, you know, there's two sides to every story. They literally won't even listen to the other side of it. They've just automatically determined that they're right and they're wrong and that's the end of it. Does that sound like responsible adult, you know, kind of impartial? Is that something a judge should do? No, it's not. And uh, that's a very difficult thing to try and remain neutral and unbiased through all things forever, like to always try to, that's very hard to do. Um, that's a very mature and, and wise thing to do. And I think that's a standard that all of us should strive for. I think everyone should try to be more like that. I don't think that should be just reserved for judges that, you know, some of them don't even, they just shirk that and don't give a fuck anyway. Um, but you know, if only people were, were that, you know, fair and, uh, how much more fair and, and under control would things be if we held each other to those kinds of standards where we, you know. Imagine, you know, because it's, it's culture is the problem. The problem, you know, is that culturally we allow these things and we shouldn't. And we have to start changing the culture by changing uh, our attitudes and our actions and the way that we do things. So we decide we're not, we're going to live like this now. And then we, you know, teach other people, teach new people, the young, the ch- you know, and this is, this is how we, this is how we change things going forward. Because otherwise we all just do the same things we've always done. Why would anything ever change? Why would any of this change? It's like, well, I've been posted on Facebook though. I'm like, that's <laughs> not doing anything, you know, I mean, it's not doing nothing, but it's, it's not, it's, you know, anyway, there's always two sides to every story. And, uh, this one has a lot of video. And if you're interested in the history of the of the thing, uh, I would recommend it. There's, it was linked on the Telegram channel. It's called, uh, what is it called? It's called Operation Ukraine. Crime goes, crime without punishment. And it uh, details a lot of the things, um, some of the things I was, I was mentioning earlier. Uh, check this out, just a minute. Nationalist death squads came to kill. They came to loot and rape. People were tortured and interrogated very brutally. They tried to break people. The nationalists did not really see the residents of eastern Ukraine as full-fledged Ukrainians. Ninety percent voted. It doesn't even touch the tip of the iceberg, man. It's <laughs> that trailer does not do a dignity. There's some really, really awful shit in there. Um, and it's I I linked on Telegram earlier. It's on Odyssey. It's on YouTube. It's on a, it's on a lot of places. You can find it. 
Um, so, event, so what happened was in 2014, it's called the Maidan Revolution. Um, it lasted for a few days in uh, February. And like I said, it's, uh, you know, was ref- widely understood to be a, a color revolution, which is where, you know, it looks like a grassroots movement, but it's not. It's, you know, foreign uh, funded, led, assisted by, you know, intelligence capabilities and, uh, you know, on the ground advisors and mentors and, and so on that, uh, you know, aim to overthrow the regime or whoever is in power and install someone friendly to whoever has funded uh, said adventure of overthrowing democratically elected President Viktor Yanukovych, which is what happened in uh, 2014. Dozens of people were killed. Uh, I think, does it have the numbers on here? Yeah. 108 people were killed between January and February. Uh, 1,100 injured, 77 arrested. Um, 13 were killed in the, in the, uh, on the state's end. 270 uh, and then 67 captured. So there was a, a little back and forth there. Crazy. And then uh, some bad guys uh, got in control and uh, they really don't like the Russians at all because they're backed by the West. And at the time before this took place, uh, the Ukrainian government was was making a lot of overtures to signal that it was friendly towards Russia and wanted to be closer closer to Russia and was, op- was cooperating in some natural gas pipelines and, and other you know projects and so on like this that the European Union did not want them to do and the West did not want them to do because they think that they're competing for it and that they have, were taking control of this place and that was going to be their money. And now it doesn't look like it was going to be their money anymore. It was going to go to somewhere else. So they fucking blew the place up and burned it down and installed people that was going to give them their fucking money. And uh, that's what's been going on. And then since then, in 2014 to 22, these people have been just really brutally uh, raping, murdering, killing, uh, just patrolling the country as mobile death squads. Um, and rounding people up and disappearing them and so on. This is where all, you know, they see these, these Nazi battalions, the Azov guys. That's just one. There's multiple, there's numerous. The Tornado uh, Battalion is the worst one. Um, from what I've read, they've did a lot of really savage mass graves, mass killings, mass rapes, uh, disappearances, thousands of people, um, you know, and so on. And this is, uh, this is primarily the area here. If you watch the map, if you look at the map of Ukraine, uh, this is the fighting area. And this is the area Russia has invaded and taken and held and just kind of sat there. They're just kind of sitting there because that's uh, that's part of their strategy. They're just going to sit there and dig in and just bomb the living fuck out of everybody with artillery and you know long range weapons, which they have been doing and stockpiling for a very long time. And they've been um, they've been ready for this. Then it's really hard to do anything about it. <laughs> Again, they've killed eighty thousand, eighty five thousand already. Don't know what their figures are. They're probably lying. They say it's five thousand. It's probably closer to twenty thousand. But still, um, we've poured everything into this place. All of our weapons are, and we've got our own troops over there. This is just uh, going through the whole process. There's a ceasefire. Do, 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 do. Anyway, they, bru- they were brutalizing, you know, ethnically cleansing and so on the eastern portion of the country, which was ethnically Russian. They spoke Russian. They were friendly to Russia. So it's like there was a pro-Russian sentiment in Ukraine, and primarily a lot of it was coming out of that part of the, uh, that part of the country, and they didn't like that. So um, they literally drove around and killed everybody. Uh, burned down building like uh, there was people jumping to their to their deaths off of buildings that run fire and then they would bash their heads in with baseball bats um yeah look humanitarian concerns oh do you think so UN reported growing lawlessness in the region (laughs) documented cases of targeting killings torture abduction primarily carried out by the forces of the Donetsk People's Republic sure it was yeah, that's that's not what the video shows. It's the, it's an incredibly intense propaganda campaign to make sure that you believe that, you know, what the TV says is true, but it's showing you no real evidence of any of these things. And where in, uh, in actual fact, the other side has quite a bit and has quite a bit of evidence, actually, um, quite a lot of alarming evidence. One of the other things to consider here 
is uh, as this is going on, this is not just an innocent one day out of the blue Russia invaded. So after the end of World War II, uh, there was the Warsaw Pact and then there was NATO. NATO obviously is all of our, you know, gay global homo countries and the Warsaw Pact was centered around the Russians, uh, you know, in Warsaw, Poland. And they had the Soviet Union, which was uh, Russia and all of its satellite states, you know, Estonia, Latvia, Belarus, Ukraine, um, Kazakhstan, other weird places where people, I don't know what goes on there. Potato juice, isn't that what they ink drink or something, right? Was that what Igor said? Something like that. One of those places. He probably, he's probably from Belarus. That's I think he was from. <laughs> anyway, there was an agreement. Listen, in order to keep the peace, which is what everybody wants, right? Right. You stay over there and I'll stay over here and we'll just fucking, you know. And nobody ever really left each other alone. But there was a, an, a, like an agreed upon like, you don't do this though. Like that's absolutely like, you do shit like that, it's on. Like, don't, you know. And one of those things was no eastward expansion of the, of the NATO alliance, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, it's called. There would be no eastward expansion. When, in fact, uh, there has only ever been eastward expansion. This is a quick time lapse. This is from 1949, January. This is what the map looked like then at the establishment of NATO to where it looks like now. There's the original member countries, also includes the United States and Canada. And it's like, okay, good. Oh, well, we're going to add Turkey because we need them. You know, with Turkey's, clearly, we got to, and we're going to put missiles in Turkey. And, uh, yeah, Germany, well, West Germany, that's ours too. Later, the whole country when the wall comes down, but we'll get to that. We're going to start putting missiles in Turkey because it's closer to you, so we want to do that to you because we hate you. Yeah. We're going to the 70s and we're into the 80s now. Spain, we need Spain for some reason because Spain, you know, Spain, Spain needs to get in here. We need those tortillas, those hot girls. We got to have Spain. Oh, and then the Soviet Union falls apart, which at this point in time should have been the end of the whole endeavor because the primary reason for NATO to exist, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, its entire express purpose was as a bulwark against communism from the Soviet Union. And there was an all understanding like, listen, you attack any one of us, you attack all of us. That's Article 10. It's called the out of the out of the NATO Treaty, which everyone agrees that signs this an attack on one is an attack on all. You attack any one of us, we're all going to war with whoever attacked you, you know, if the Russians attack or whoever, right? Now that now it's gone. There's no Soviet Union anymore. Yay, hooray, right? Russia falls apart. I mean, it's fucking awful. Go read about Russia in the 90s. I mean, lawlessness, gangsters are controlling everything. It's fucking chaos. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. Her- drugs epidemic, mass suicides. It's fucking horrible. The money's worth nothing. It's it's very bleak. It's thir- it's third world country level awful. It's really really bad. There's uh warlords that used to be generals and other It's fucked, man. It's crazy. Not really a threat to you anymore, is it? You know, I mean, it's kind of falling apart. And were they happy then? Did NATO dissolve and go, okay? No, they carved that place up and they did everything to fuck them over uh, still from then on to this day. And they continue with the expansion. Uh, we'll add all these people now. So now we're just going to, oh, we're just going to have partners. They're not members. They're just partners. Everyone, everyone around you, they're all with us now and against you because of your aggression. And we had the wars in Kosovo. So, oh, we got Switzerland now. That's good. We need them. Switzerland's got to be... Okay, now Poland and Hungary and Czech Republic have joined the alliance. So that's eastward expansion. That They didn't like that. But hey, you know, it's the 90... Russia's falling apart. There wasn't much they could do about it. Oh, now, well, we're getting closer to Ukraine now. 
Oh, now we're going to add, and we're going to add straight up. We're just straight up going to go to your, your fucking front door now. Estonia, Latvia, and uh, Lithuania here. Uh, you're, we're just going to make them in the alliance also, which means we can put military bases there and put missiles there and submarines and all kinds of shit and just completely surround your country with, uh, with more offensive. Okay, cool. All right, let's just continue. And now we're, now we're going to add Albania, we're going to add Yugoslavia for some reason. Let's just keep expanding. Serbia. We need Serbia in here. Jeez. And now we're at now. So, I mean, the map looks a little, looks a little fucky. I promise I won't come any closer. Here's a map of some of the NATO bases around the world, some of the bigger ones and smaller ones. Did you notice anything? <laughs> you notice? Huh? And, uh, you know, again, Russian aggression. So, this is what's going on next to them. There's this a constant expansionist empire is surrounding them, attacking them by proxy for years and years and years, this back and forth nonsense. Um... After the one of the last presidents has tried to you know normalize relations and make peace and with these people was was with Kennedy, but something happened to that guy. Something happened to John F. Kennedy. I can't recall exactly what it was, um, but anyway, he wasn't president anymore. And then other people took over. And they went back to business as usual, and and the fighting and the killing and so on uh, happened. And at this point. As I said, the, the Ukrainians have lost an enormous amount of people, money, troops. The amount of money we've poured into this. Canada has spent billions of dollars. The United States has spent tens of billions of dollars. Germany, like every NATO country, all the weapons, all the rockets, all the planes we, that they can even know how to fly. I mean, anything, everything. We're even sending the replacement vehicles for our soldiers, for our, so, for our army, for our protectors, for our warriors, the things they need to do that job, we went ahead and sent them to the fucking mass murderers and the psychos and the rapists and the maniacs instead. Oh, and all your money and all that shit, too. You're asking for more than we can give right now, Brock. We can't really do anything for you about that. But we can give Ukraine billions of dollars, all of our weapons, all of our guns, our bombs, our frag vests, our night vision goggles, our flak jackets. Our grenades, our rocket launchers, our anti-tank defenses, our, and now our lav fleet. Why don't we just send them, why don't we just, why don't you just literally tear down the fucking PMQs brick by brick, pack them up and send them over there? Why don't you reconstruct Groningen Village over in Ukraine and just get it over with? Just move everything over there. Just move everything. Start tearing down telephone poles and wires. Start taking like desks right out from children's uh, in their in their children right in their school and throw it on the truck and send that to Ukraine. Send them everything. Because for some reason in the world that no one on the left can can illustrate or understand. Oh, because my Hitler. That's not what's going on. Okay, there's a fight happening, and it I checked. It's six thousand and six hundred kilometers away from me, and I'm one of the closest people to Ukraine and Canada. I'm on the east coast. I'm in Halifax. All right, I'm in Nova Scotia, all the way in the east. That's it. All I got to do is go to the city, go to, get go to the airport, get out, and I'm gone. I'm as close as I get, and it's 6,600 kilometers away from the Halifax airport. So, I'm going to need a good reason. I'm going to need a real good reason as to why we're depriving people 
We're depriving people of things they need, of, of funding we could be giving them. We could be rebuilding our hospital system, our, our infrastructure, our educational systems. We could be doing all kinds of uh, social progress. We could be reinvesting this money in the military, in, in the police, in the fire department, the emergency services. There's no fucking ambulances for anybody anymore. We could be doing literally anything with this money. We could be building entire cities to just put people in that have nowhere else to go. Hey, look, Manitoba, there's a new city. You like it? Don't give a shit. There it is. It's, 20, it's 50 miles south of Winnipeg. Enjoy. You know, we could just do that. But we don't. You know why? Because we sent all our fucking money and things to Ukraine for some reason. Because the TV man said so. Because, oh, there's people being attacked and so on. What if I told you we were the ones doing the attacking? And we're, the, we're actually funding the murder and the rape and the mayhem and all that kind of stuff. That's where our tax money is going to. And our leaders are either so corrupt or so incap- incompetent that they don't know or they don't care that that's what's going on. And they're willing to take your money, take your livelihood, take the, take your future, print more money, sell this place down the river, bankrupt our military. Terry or what and just send it all off into a fucking meat grinder of evil business interests that is this is the most corrupt thing in the world it, it boils my blood every time I see a Ukrainian flag that's all I can think about is all of the murder and the mass graves and the sh- I mean I've been following this for 10 fucking years now okay Right around 2012, I started going, what is going on around here? And at, at my, in my spare time after work, I would read the news, not the mainstream news, the actual news, what's actually going on. So that's why I know these things. And that's why other people are like, why don't I know these things? Because the people you're listening to are fucking lying to you, and they're not telling you about anything important. They're talking about, you know, oh, there might be some Nazis over here, and this is this Sprite or is this Pepsi, oh, I don't know, hey, fake news is scary. Hey, bitch, did you know World War III is maybe happening soon? You think maybe you should warn people? You think maybe you should educate the public about how rapidly out of control this situation is spiraling? And should we not have some kind of fucking say on the world stage about it? Maybe pressure our leaders to fucking pay attention to the sleepwalking nightmare of death that we are blindly walking into. Do you think maybe at some fucking point you could try and, you know, maybe rattle some cages so we don't flirt with the possibility of total annihilation. If you have time, if it's anywhere on the menu, if you can find it anywhere in your heart to just bring it up, maybe between Sprite and Pepsi or Sprite and Fanta, whatever it is, just just slip it in there. Just slip it in there and just make sure people understand that our national leaders in this country are basically all but committing to war with the Russian Federation, which means nuclear weapons and so on. Because of a bunch of mass murderers in a place 6,600 kilometers away that no one in Canada, so help me God, 99% of them, couldn't point to a fucking city on the map or name a single person from that country if their fucking lives depended on it. But now, now it's the most important thing in the world and we have to risk a destruction of every, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know how much danger Canada's really in, but there a lot of people are going to die. I'm talking millions. Millions, okay, there's no way that this a conflict of this size, this this kind of a heavyweight fight, this is two huge guys about to go to town in your house. There is shit is gonna get broken and nobody can stop them. He's 275, he's 266. Go! Who's who's doing shit? Nobody in the house even approaches that. The t- I'm the biggest guy here. It's like we just gotta let him figure it out. <laughs> Otherwise, one of you is gonna get killed. Okay. Don't be going in there and trying to, oh, what'd I say? Got his neck broke immediately. He swatted away like a fly. Snapped his head in half. He just, Devin Laird at him. Killed him right <laughs> You know? It's fucking lunacy. And here's the prime minister saying, the because the, this is what the Russians have done in response now. They're like, okay, we're calling your bluff. We're calling your bluff because you're funding them. You're doing everything but fighting yourself. 
as the graphic uh, I hope illustrated earlier. They all these countries are doing everything. I'm just asking you to just put yourself. If you want to understand what's going on, you need to put yourself in the other the shoes of the other guy as well and see it from their perspective. And only through doing this can you come to some kind of thing that resembles what's actually going on. What is real? What is what is the truth here? Because if you only look at it from one view forever, you're always right and they're always wrong. And guess what? That's not how real life works. And you're going to make a ton of fucking mistakes. Except the mistakes that you're going to make this time are going to get a shitload of people killed. So I take issue with that. That's that makes me a bad guy. I'm the bigot now. I'm I'm horrible because I would like to prevent mass death and mayhem if at all possible. And I'd like some answers as to what this is, by the way. This is clearly they're in Ukraine right near the front of the fighting. You can hear the combat going off probably a kilometer away. More importantly, these guys are Americans. Hey, they're falling back all the way. Yeah, let's go back. Moving. Hey, Roger that. Move. Let's go. These are English speaking. That was wild. <laughs> Didn't even get your blockers. They are planting landmines. Why are there uh, Western English speaking white guys in Ukrainian uniforms fighting the Russian? What is going on here? Do you know how this looks? Did anyone vote on this? Anyone say, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. We're okay with this. How do you think the Russians see this? How would you see this? Would you consider this, um... All right, I'm, it's go time now? You want to fucking... You're going to just straight up send soldiers over here to kill my guys and pretend it's not you. Oh, I'm not wearing an American flag uniform. It's not me. Oh, it's not you? Oh, okay. Sorry. Because the guy I just killed today was from Kentucky. I have, his, I have his driver's license. I looked him up. He's apparently a U.S. Marine Corps veteran. Why are the Marine Corps veterans fighting my Russian soldiers in Ukraine exactly? Mr. I'm not really involved. I'm just helping financially. Like a GoFundMe, right? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you think you're fucking doing over there? You got to GoFundMe? You're going to go GoFund Ukraine? Ignore, ignore the mass murder, please. Ignore all of that. Now, Blam says, though, we're, we're probably going to war against an experienced beast. Oh, I read that one already. Uh, Hall still says, does everyone have their follow-up buddies? Find your friends. I think I read that one already. I did. I'm way behind. Or way ahead. Way behind and ahead. Sean M says, Azov plus tornado equals Einsatz Gruppen. That's exactly what they did. They literally went door to door and murdered people. A lot of them. And there's lots of witnesses. Tons of witnesses. Tons. On camera. Like, yep, this is what happened. This is where I was. Like, there's a lot of this shit's on video, man. They admit to it. A lot of the guys, they, yeah, 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 we did. I mean, this is you in the cell phone video, right? Cutting the tongue out of this guy. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. That their own doctors were told that when they captured, you know, Russian troops to castrate them as punishments, like they, they were ordered to do this. They were just castrating Russian soldiers, captured Russian soldiers, you know, whether they wanted to or they just did it. Like in the thousands. Like, I mean, crazy level, insane war criminal shit is going on over there. And, and not, not so much by the Russians. I mean, this fucked up shit always happens. But I mean, there's an obvious intentional uh, systemic widespread effect to terrorize and destroy and kill as many innocent people. Just horrify as much as possible. They're dropping bombs in residential areas and then blaming the Russians. Oh, the Russians did it. And they're like, the Russians are there holding serial numbers and like, look this up. Look this up. This isn't ours. And you can look at it. Well, yeah, that's a Ukrainian ordnance missile. Look at that. How did we fire our Ukrainian missile from past Kiev into our own... Why would we do that? Doesn't matter. The, the, the Western media is too busy going, oh, Putin is a tyrant and a dictator and he's a talking people. Like, they're just trying to make us fight each other. And it's complete fucking bullshit. It's complete nonsense. 
And now, now we've gone this far. Where we're so you know, as I said, this, he's calling their bluff. Like, all right, I'm I'm bringing the army this time for real. So now he's partially mobilizing, which could mean a lot of things. Um, because Putin says the West wants to destroy Russia, which I I find it hard to disagree with, considering the things I've been seeing. Um. He's calling the move an urgent, necessary steps to defend sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Russia. There's a uh, quote here from his speech, actually, that I thought was... I mean, this isn't... Like, how detached from reality are these morons? The deputy prime minister... The prime, oh, we have to double down against these... You understand they have 7,700 nuclear warheads, yes? That they have intercontinental ballistic missiles, they have stealth submarines, they have fifth-generation fighter aircraft... They have weaponized satellites. They have everything that we have. Like they, these are not, these people are not a joke. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you crazy? This isn't Syria. This isn't fucking Libya or Iraq. This isn't a third world backwater, like a country pretending to be powerful when it's not. This is a serious, what are you doing? And when the president starts talking like this, I mean, you know, Especially after you're the one that has been causing all of the death and mayhem and blocking peace deal. Numerous peace deals were on the table and the representatives from Ukraine were like, okay, yeah, sounds good. We'll do that. And then you guess what? They get shot down last minute and then they just renewed offensives and attacks. And that's why you're seeing this guy all the time. The reason he's running around this fucking retard loser, the act, he's literally an actor, the president of Ukraine in his, in his pretend military costume, whatever it is he's supposed to be. Wears the same green T-shirt every day. It's 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 his look, right? Because he's like the president, but he's like kind of like it worn, you know? Because he's got like, fuck off, fuck off. You're not you're not like just out of the trench, dude. It's acting like he just took his gear off. He's like, I had to just come here for a minute to do a press interview, but going right back out to the Humvee. No, you're fucking not. You're going to sleep in a hotel. Put a suit on, like a fucking what a dick. What a dickhead. But the whole point, and the, and the U2 concerts and all of the fucking bull, all the celebrity visits and all of this kind of shit. Yeah, they're in real danger, right? Yeah, because Bono's going to a war zone. Give me a break. They're way, they probably did it in Poland on a fucking soundstage and told everybody it was in, there's no way, the Russians aren't going to bomb Poland. They're not insane. Right? So they get away with it. And the whole point of it is to show, to showcase to every, to the idiot normies, the average voter, otherwise known as, that, oh, look at these poor people. He's saying all the sad stories and all the, most of which they're actually responsible for, by the way. His people actually committed many of the atrocities he's claiming were done to, to them. It's fucking so, it's so evil and sick. It's demented. It's like, I'm going to kill my own children. And then blame it on the enemy, so I'll get sympathy points, but more importantly, foreign money. So what they do is, he, they're parading him around like a prostitute, a victim, to go, oh, Ukraine. And then guess what? The, gov- the government decides, we need to give them $10 billion. And everyone goes, yeah, I support Ukraine. They put their stupid little flags up, and they all chip in and give money. And it's all a lie. You all funded mass murder. You all funded a mass murdering psychopath in one of the most corrupt countries that has ever lived. And I mean, human trafficking. There's people in the Ukrainian government connected to Epstein. Did you know that? The Biden family though it is rotten as fuck these people are so demented and fucked up it would blow your mind you would be sure you don't even want to know i'm not kidding it's that bad and canada's like oh take my money take my money because slava ukraine i saw it in hollywood and now you're abetting mass murder now you're abetting genocidal maniacs great and now we're sending our own soldiers over there and they're over there fucking doing god knows what
Meanwhile, the Russian president says this. The goal of the West is to weaken, divide, and ultimately destroy our country. They, the West, he means, are saying directly that in 1991, they managed to split the Soviet Union, and now it's time to do the same with Russia. I want to remind those who also allow themselves such statements about Russia that our country also has a variety of weapons of destruction and in some areas even more modern than those in NATO countries. If the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will without question use all of the means at our disposal to protect Russia and our people. He went on to say he's not bluffing. <laughs> to which leftists are like, yeah, yeah, he's not going to do He's not going to do that. Remember when he wasn't going to invade Ukraine? Do you remember when you made that colossal fucking mistake? Hey, retards, it's time to listen to the people with the medals. Okay, it's time to listen to the people that understand how wars work and what's actually going on, because you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And you're literally getting people killed. Oh, we can send we can we can support them. We'll send all these weapons and guns and money to Ukraine. And I mean, what is Russia going to they're not actually going to embed. I mean, that would be fucking crazy. That would be off the chain. That would be so fucking crazy. I, I, t- I had a brain moment there where I'm like, what do young people say now? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not going refer- to date myself and, and say some kind of slang term from like 2005. You know? It's just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're wrong! You were fucking wrong about that! And then they, yeah, they totally invaded and now there's hundreds of thousands of people dead. Literally, it's hundreds of thousands. That's how many people have been killed. And now you're like, well... T- well, he's not going to do this either. He's not going to mobilize the army. Yeah, he did. 300,000 troops they've committed to this uh, conscription. And now they're arresting people that are protesting against the conscription and uh, putting them in the army forcibly as prisoner troops. Yeah, he's totally joking, you guys. <laughs> it's time to admit you've gone way beyond the, your, your depth Following Putin's address is Russian Minister uh, of Defense, Sergei Shogu. That sounds Japanese. I don't know how to say this. I don't know why I said it like that. Sergei Shogu. I don't know. Also delivered a nationwide TV address in which he said that the battlefield conditions in Ukraine, as he described battlefield conditions in Ukraine, is difficult. He said, we are not fighting with Ukraine, but with the collective West and the video and audio and tapes and pictures and so on would serve to suggest that that is indeed the case, as evidences all of the different weapon systems that are appearing. Anti-aircraft missile systems, anti-tank guided missiles, uh, rocket launchers and guided missiles and so on. Landmine, I mean, things that Ukraine doesn't have, but magically now all of a sudden they fucking do. Isn't that weird? That's strange, you know what I mean? I mean, oh, we're not getting involved, I just threw him a gun. Like, that's, uh, you seem pretty involved. And now there's troops on the ground and they're just like, how is it? We're not fighting with Ukraine, but the collective West, he said, noting mobilization will be gradual, not one time. He also added more nuclear threats. All types of arms, including the nuclear triad, are fulfilling their tasks. Uh, Some highlights from his address that calling out the reserves adds about 300,000 men to Russia's forces, which is it's about the size of the U.S. military, I think. 300,000. These are not people who've never seen or heard anything about the army. Yeah, so they're not really even conscripts. What they're, what they're doing is anyone that's recently retired, which could be up to 10 or 15 years, 20 years. The same, the same laws apply in Canada, by the way. Hey, guys, 
army reservists and you know retired army guys uh if you can be called back into service up to 15 years after you're released did you know that uh, unless you were medically discharged then no uh, just food for thought, uh, and they they can do that under you know under wartime conditions, which is what the Russians just did, and they just produce three. They're going to produce three hundred thousand more men. So, and the guys that are already trained and already have experience remains to be seen how popular that move is going to be. But we'll see. So these are not people who have uh, never seen or heard anything about the army. Students are exempt. Students are exempt, and only one percent of mobilization potential will be used. It's about one hundred and seventy, one hundred eighty million people live in Russia. So I mean that's. It's a big country. It's a lot of people. 300,000 for them isn't a huge, you know, Canada might have. <laughs> on a good day, if our entire army could show up to work and fight on the same day all at once and only one, like a one day only Super Bowl of the Canadian army, 15,000 troops. I mean, and that's really put, te- I mean, five to 10,000 would be pushing it. 15,000 is like almost laughable. Five to 10,000. That's our whole military. Russia's like, give me 300, 300K. I need them by Monday. <laughs> so Canada definitely needs to get involved because our fucking short-term rotations of six months with 300 paratroopers is going to make all the... It's totally worth your life, guys, to fight in a complete lie against an enemy so powerful. That has nothing to do with any of us. That's the real fucking gross part of this because what they do is they take advantage of these guys that's how evil this is they feel no guilt or remorse at all and i'm saying this is a i mean i know a lot of guys you know, or maybe they do they a lot more agree with me than i thought they did or at least than they did 10 years ago that's for fucking sure i was telling people this back in back in the battalions in like 2012 i was like where the, you know we're the bad guys right took me a while to get out i was institutionalized leave me alone i came around to it you try it not that easy escaping a cult. It's fucked up. They take advantage of guys that have all the best intentions because that's that's who joins the, you know the army. A lot of these guys they want to like some of them you know oh, it's adventure or whatever. Most of them are they want to do the honorable army thing. I want to protect the people. I want to fight for the country. I want to do the the, the lifestyle. I'm attracted to that. That's the kind of person I am. That's the, you know, that's your personality type. You're that kind of, that's you. You're the war fighter. Good for you. You're going to do your thing. Cool. And they expect that all of their, their tasks and their missions and so on, because we grew up on Hollywood movies and lies and bullshit that made us feel good about all the people we've ever killed. And as Norm Macdonald would say, just so, isn't that crazy about history, how the good guys always win? That's wild, hey? Hey, good thing we're the good guy, because the good guys always win, and, and we're the good guys, Right? So no matter who we're fighting, no matter who the giant box tells you, the head in the sky, no matter who they tell you to kill, rest assured, they're the bad guy. Absolutely, because the TV would never lie. And they take advantage of their good nature and their willingness to fight and and protect other people and die to do so and protect the interests of the nation. You know what I mean? Because if it wasn't serious, they wouldn't ask us to go. They They wouldn't have us running around killing people and getting blown up for some fucking pharmaceutical company to make money. That'd be fucking crazy, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be crazy? It just so happens to turn out that that is unfortunately what's happening. That's what's been happening for quite a while. Very rich interests in in different sectors, the energy sector, technology sector, the war sector. President Eisenhower warned about this in the 50s because he was a smart guy and could see it coming. He participated himself. 
beware the military industrial complex. Essentially, the the factories of war, which are making so became so powerful and so rich as a result of World War II, threatened to then take over the country itself. The big money interests in the in the in the in the, the country and in America were now more powerful than the government itself. So they threatened to take over the country, and and they did. And now they're calling the shots and they're doing foreign policy. So why did we invade Iraq and all these other countries? Well, because Halliburton wanted to make money and uh, Dick Cheney didn't find himself in that position in charge of foreign policy in the White House by accident, did he? He's a businessman. He's a businessman. And that's what we've been doing. And, and, and what, are, what is our thanks? They send the guys home or whatever's left of you, if you even come home at all. Uh, maybe, maybe you've got pain medication you need. You know what the irony is? They're going to shoot you up with the very drugs you were fighting and killing and dying uh, uh, to protect in Afghanistan and the opium fields anyway. And the opioid epidemic rages on and claims lives of people every day in America and in Canada and uh, around the world, I presumably, but in North America, it's, it's exceptionally bad. A lot of people are dying from these opioids, this fentanyl and all this kind of stuff. And where do you think it comes from? This drug trade that we've enabled. Isn't that, isn't that great? I have another theory. I don't know if you would call it PTSD. I don't know what you would call it, but I have, I have, I have a thought about it well, that I've been thinking about for a long time, a lot of my life, actually. That as awful and terrible as, as war is, it can be necessary. It can come to that, where you're legitimately like, man, they attacked us. They straight up, we didn't do anything, and they're just bad dudes, and they just want our shit, and they're just taking... Very well, you know what I mean? You do what you gotta do. But when there's... For a task that monumental to be taking human lives and be just be killing people on mass, like you're mass murdering. That's the whole job. You don't like gonna take. It's like go kill as many of these people as you can find wherever you find them. Kill all of them if you can. <laughs> if you see all of them in one place, shoot all of them. That's how much we hate these people. Kill everybody. Okie dokie. The reason for that monumental, uh, you know, responsibility that that had better be legit. That had better be rock solid. Otherwise. You might have some concerns. You might have some lingering thoughts and feelings about what you've done and not really being sure of what you've done was the right thing that you should have done. And this creates problems. And, and especially for a lot of guys that aren't really, they don't think that way. They're not very introspective. They just hurt from it and don't really know why. You know, it's like the parting, it's the parting gifts of an, unjust, of an unjust campaign of just random killing and taking things just because like, you know, I wonder if that has some kind of effect on your soul that you don't really, you don't even have to think it to, for it to affect you. It's done. It's like a disease. You're just sick one day and you don't know why. Because you did a lot of bad shit. <laughs> That's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with this or we, we did, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of us deep down, like, especially after the first few years, I remember it was common. It was going to be common knowledge towards the end of the Canadian, uh, con, you know, complimentation Afghanistan we're like this is stupid this is bullshit like we all know that you know where are the weapons of mass destruction where is any of it what did we actually just do and you don't get answers to that and then when they pull out of the country and shut it all down it's a fucking massacre it's a nightmare everybody's massacred and killed by the Taliban it's a shit show Iraq's having civil wars so it was all for nothing it essentially or at least for us it did nothing for the people it did nothing for the military it did nothing for the country the country's more poor than ever has more problems than ever is more divided than ever is sicker than ever 
And and now that I and, and we are trying to raise awareness that something is very wrong here and we are concerned for the very country that we fought to protect and preserve is dying, that same country in its illness points to us and says, you are now the enemy. Now you're the terrorist. I have to say that that does some things to you mentally. And whether you can appreciate it intellectually or not, everybody feels it. We all know it. I talk to people about this all the time. And they can't articulate it. And sometimes like, well, why do you think that? And why? They're like, oh, you just, you know. Like they can't really put their finger on it, but they just know that that, that, that air is out there. You think, you think these guys feel appreciated? You think you feel, you know? No. You know how I know more than anything in the world? It's because they don't care what we have to say about anything. You would think that the people you send to go die in your name, should they have any requests for a meeting even, they would be granted uh, that kind of privilege, but that you're not you're not granted that. You're granted the status of enemy of the state. That's what you get instead. And we know we know about all the death and the mayhem and the carnage and the killings and the horrible things you see and the child rape and the mangled bodies and putting body parts into trash bags and seeing people get fucking vaporized in front of you here today gone tomorrow look at that all we found was this boot we found a boot with some bones in it that's all that's left of that guy that becomes your reality for a while and it doesn't end there because now, now you're fundamentally changed as a person, and this has become one of the major events of your life that will define the rest of your life. And you may find that you're asking questions about it for the rest of your life, and then you'll find out that the people that made this happen don't give a fuck about it at all. Couldn't care less. And in fact, the only p- other people that do in your entire life, your best friends, your homies, well, a lot of them can't handle it, and they, and they kill themselves. They're damaged. We're all, they're all damaged. Everybody's damaged. What happened? Aren't we, why, why aren't we the good guys? Does this make sense then on some kind of level in your soul? If we're, if it turns out we weren't. What if that's true? I know it's true, but this is a process I went through. What if that's true? What if what I, what I, what if I, when I look in the mirror, what I, I, what I thought I saw was, was me. But what if what actually is in there is a fucking Imperial Stormtrooper? It's a dangerous thing, guys, when you're just willing to do what you're told and never ask questions. And because somebody that makes more money than you, more important than you, said, oh, well, yeah, we need you to go fucking just kill all these people. And you're like, yep, okie dokie. Who pulls the trigger? Remember that story I told you? Who's more guilty? Is it more? Who's more guilty? Is it the guy that makes the decisions to say, go kill those people or the guy that pulls the trigger?
So I guess you could say a lot of the, a lot of guys feel used a little bit, and they're they're upset about it, and they don't like being ignored. And uh, when you do stuff like this, you're going to start dancing around uh, ideas of let let's have a let's have a major let's have a world war. Let's do let's do what you guys did again because we have so little respect for the immense sacrifices that you guys have already had to put up with and the destruction. And let's assume you're not dead or crippled or paralyzed and whatever. Your family's probably destroyed. There, I don't know a single. I don't think I know. I know like a very tiny amount of guys that didn't get divorced out of a, a great many, a lot. You know, one of the guys at the I just saw the other weekend was like, uh, you know, oh yeah, everybody gets a starter wife in the army, you know. Making a joke about how he's divorced, everybody's divorced, well, everybody's divorced, you know. And we all know that going in. It comes with the territory. This is part of the gig. You're like, you accept when you sign the contract. It's like, you accept this is going to fucking ruin your life probably. You're like, yep, I'm retarded. And away you go. And then when you raise your hand and say, hey, I have a concern. Not only do they say, are you asking for more than we're willing to give? They say, shut up, you're a terrorist. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to remember that going forward. Because that's what you got to do. We got to go forward. And we're going to do that. It's a learning experience, you know, as they say. So it doesn't matter where you were. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, my God, he's infiltrated me. But he's right. It is, it is a true. It is a true. It's cheesy and it's a pee-pee quote, but, you know. It doesn't matter who you are and where you're from. It matters where you're going. <laughs> what he meant to say was, what Peeps meant to say was, yesterday don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? Jason's the day Russia actually gets off the couch, we'll never know, because the subs will cut the ocean fiber internet backbone on day zero. Yeah. Arrow 404 for months. It's... Nobody wins in this, man. There's no winner here. It's insanity. It's a complete fucking insanity. It's totally unnecessary. Lynn, what's up, Lynn? Says they break the Canadian soldiers mentally before release to make it so they cannot gather together. It's not an accident. Betrayal is part of the outgoing process for a reason. Could be. <laughs> Askel on, on Entropy. I get it. Thank you. Still don't know what those credits are for. What I can do with them? I don't know. Phil Anselmo for the win. That's right. Right, Phil? He was the best. I forgot about my, my stuff over here. So, you know, I just, I wish people would, if for nothing else, and I feel responsible, there is a responsibility of people like me uh, to, to say these things because I was there and it's like, you ever see the movie 300 where the guy, he gets away, he gets to live, he lost an eye. And he's got the eye patch, and they send him back, and he's like, why me? And he's like, because you have to let everybody know what happened here. Because he wants to stay and fight and die with the homies like everybody else. He's like, no, 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 you go home. 
Let's go home. Are you crazy? You have to tell everybody what happened. This, this needs to be remembered. This, no one is allowed to forget how fucked up this was. This is, this is world history now. Do you understand? And that's what he did. Allegedly. It was a movie. It's Hollywood. I don't know if it was even real. Who's even ever seen a Greek warrior before? This is, could be all fiction as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Battle of Thermopylae is very well documented. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, those of us that witness these things and see these things and feel these things have a duty, in my opinion. Maybe not all of us, but somebody has to. And my mouth won't ever stop. So I guess I should. Once in a while, remind people that this is not a road you want to go down. This is not a good time. This is not something. um, I mean, and I I didn't do that much, right? (laughs) I'm not like one of these guys that did 15 tours and is just like hardened to a fucking. (laughs) But there is definitely a difference from before and after where, you, you know, you're playing the video games and watching the movies and stuff and it's entertaining, whatever. But then there afterwards, it becomes, it becomes grotesque in a, in a way. And I, you know, we still do it. I still watch them. I still play these games and stuff. But there are moments where I'm like, this isn't, this isn't cool, you know? Like, I'm just making a mockery. Like, oh, is it entertaining? Oh, you having fun? You having fun? You know, it's, you know, it's fun? Not this in real life. Nope. No, sir. It's the worst thing, actually. They say war is hell for a reason. And we've got these people with the least to lose telling everybody else that we need, we need to do it. Putin's military mobilization and nuclear threats represent nuclear threats. He's threatening to defend himself. And in, in, uh, in case you haven't noticed, dumb fuck, uh, you've surrounded him and you're attacking his people, killing them, actually. There was actually some uh, strikes inside Russia. And also... Um, They've also presented very compelling evidence, and I believe it because I'm pretty sure the Ukraine does not possess the ability to do these kinds of things, of hitting sensitive targets deep behind Russian lines, which suggests coordination from, you know, CIA, MI6, this kind of thing. Like, we're all attacking this. Like, at no point is anyone going, hey, guys, what are we doing? Listen, I've done this already. I've done this already. I cannot, I cannot... I cannot sit here and watch this happen again. This would be the th- the second or third time in my life, actually. At least I had the excuse of being 16, 17 the first time. Afghanistan and then Iraq and then all the rest of it. And it's, you know, this is what they do. This is the same play, the same telegraphing, the, t- the same uh, greasing of the wheels. I'm not, I'm not being an alarmist. I'm saying I've seen this play before. I've played this game before. I've been playing it for a while. This, this fucking uh, left side blitz they're about to do. Yeah, that's called the war game play. That's what they're doing. They're getting you used to the idea. They're walking you in slowly and they're going to start greasing the wheels with war atrocity shit, which is what they're doing. This is, this has worked in every single war that this isn't. Uh, and I, I'm just saying, this is what, as, as someone that's studied this my whole life, because I find it fascinating, not because I think killing people in wars are awesome or so on, but it is a spectacle to behold, isn't it? And it's, it's just the most extreme human thing that happens. People don't do anything more extreme and crazy than war. I mean, hey, let's get all of our friends together in matching clothes and you guys do the same and we'll fucking kill each other to see who's... Whoa! I mean, whoa! Look, oh, did you see fucking... Did you see American Idol last night? It was so intense. You know, it's intense. It's a fucking, fucking battle of Stalingrad. That's what's intense, okay? Fucking cannibalism, you understand? They're eating rats, freezing to death. Their fucking eyelids are frozen shut. I mean, it's fucking crazy. I mean, 
the stories are just how do you not how do you not I don't know I find it fascinating anyway pretty awful pretty horrible and they're like uh, this is one of the moves they do it's called atrocity uh, propaganda they did it in World War One to get the to get the uh, you know North America the, the Americans um, and other countries into the war against the Germans and they did it before the war happened during and after uh, same thing in, in, in every war ever. They do it all the time. They say, oh, weapons of mass destruction. Assad gassed his own people. Blah, 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 blah. They always do this. You know, some cases it's true, but not always. And they're, you know, it's part of the formula. You have to feel morally superior because that's the only way people will, will accept a war. It's the only way they will accept going to war is if they feel as though they're morally superior. They're the righteous ones. They're either defending themselves or they're protecting somebody else from imminent death. That's the only way they'll do it. That's the only way they will. So that is what they must make people believe so that they will go along with it. That doesn't mean it's fucking true, though, does it? So you should ask questions. You should ask a couple of questions before you go galloping off to go mass fucking murder people. And especially as, I mean, my God, this would be the most lethal war in history. You have no chance. If you survive, it is entirely based on luck. Space satellites, lasers, drones, robots, mines that we don't even know exist yet because they're being hidden away from the public. Secret weapons. I mean, Jesus Christ. Stealth aircraft. I mean, it's... The things The things that the boys are bringing to the yard now are like scary uh, next generation level... <laughs> it's crazy. There might, they might as well be piloting giant mech warriors at this point. It's fucking crazy. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's have these guys fight each other in your home city where you live. That'll be fine. That'll be like Godzilla fighting Superman. It'll be fine. That's what we're talking about, guys. What do you fucking think is going to happen? You think we're going to send some, some stuff overseas and it'll just be dealt with. And the Russians will be like, mm, they'll be like BTFO'd. They'll be totally like fucking, you know, gone. And no, entire cities will be burned to the ground. So there's several Ukrainian cities that are completely destroyed. Like Mariupol's completely destroyed. There's a few others completely destroyed. Kharkiv is fucked. I mean, it's just horrible. It's like, good job. You did that. Hey, I did that. Good job. Yay, we've prolonged this. None of this needed to happen. There were agreements in place that would have prevented all of this, but the Western powers made sure that Russia banned bad because they need this. They need this, and they can't have them winning this victory. Which is, you know, now they've mobilized 300,000 troops, so there's only two things left to do now. Uh, they're going to use those guys because, you know what? That costs a lot of money, and and Russia is a fiscally responsible country. It, it does use its money very wisely because it doesn't have nearly as much of it as the rest of everybody else so it has to compete that way it can't just buy its way out of problems like the west can so it needs to be smart with its money which it's been doing and uh <sighs> this is crazy and and the, and the rhetoric uh the military mobilization oh yeah that's what i was gonna say so three three hundred thousand guys is is not cheap it's very expensive Pay them, feed them, arm them, equip them, pay life insurance benefits and fucking all of that crap. That's a costly... Every day that that exists is bleeding your pockets, okay? So do you think he's just going to mobilize a fucking 300,000-man army and just be like, ah, oh, we're just going to chill and watch Netflix now? No. No, he's imminently going to attack and invade and overrun the NATO defenses uh, and say, well, if we're doing it, we're do he's calling your bluff is what's happening. So NATO now has two choices. Either let the Ukrainians uh, crumble and surrender and admit they've been defeated or 
Uh, they pull a fast one and they decide we have to we have to tell the peasants that we need to stand up to Putin and stick it to Putin and all these kinds of cool little catchphrases are going to invent. There's going to be a renewed campaign of protecting Slava Ukraine and blah blah blah. And they did this totally pointless fucking offensive the other day last week. Oh, we captured some ground on the map. Oh, look, the map looks different. Yay, we're winning. We're winning. Russia had already depleted those areas of troops anyway and moved them south. And they just went for it. Like, we're going to take it back tomorrow. The whole point was to sell it as a propaganda vic to get more money and more guns and more shit to come in and to keep the fucking, to keep the party going is what it is. And now there's like a third of their troops aren't even, aren't even Ukrainian for Christ's sakes. So anyway, things are imminently, 300,000 guys, the reservists, they don't need to be trained that much. These guys are ready to go in two months, I bet you. I bet you in two months, those 300,000 guys are in boots fucking on the line. Two to three months. So by Christmas time, it's, it's go time. Oh, and also, by the way, there's no power anymore. <laughs> in Europe, Russia turned the power off because again, as Trump had told them years ago, listen. The Russians will turn off your, your gas and you're going to be cold. You're not going to be able to cook a burger. Sad, so sad. I can't cook anything, really. You're, you're going to be freezing to death. And they are. And they turned it all off. 60% of the energy to Europe is now. Go, figure it out. Chop wood or something, dummy. It's fucking October soon. Have, have fun. Have fun. Thank, be happy that you're not in North America. You're not in Canada. Where it's like minus 47 in fucking February. At least, it, at least it's Europe. But still, people will freeze to death. Hooray. Congratulations. Oh, and they're broke, too. And the food supply. I mean, it's just all... It's a, it's a fucking... <laughs> so what are your options? This is what worries me. I like to play the what would I do if I were them game. And if I were them, it's like, well, I guess we're going to war with the Russians because it's the only way we're going to get out of this. We'll con- confuse everybody with that. We'll get them focused on that. We'll blame everything on the Russians. And then, you know what I mean? They're stupid. They'll go for it. They put on all the masks. They follow the arrows around at the grocery store. Trust me, they'll buy it. They're stupid. They're sheep people. I can make them do anything. The Prime Minister says, uh, Putin's military mobilization and nuclear threats represent an irresponsible and dangerous escalation in his illegal war. Illegal war is an interesting term. What's a legal war to you? Is that like Iraq or Afghanistan? Or Libya, or Somalia, or Yemen. Any of those places ring a bell? How about drone bombings in Pakistan? Killing like hundreds of people at weddings and funerals and all this kind of stuff. What's that about? What about the what about the, the occupation of Palestine? What's the what's the legal opinion on that one, Prime Minister? Can you give me can you can you shed some uh, some legal advice? On the art of killing a fuckload of people through mass violence. Can you tell me how, what the, where the, where it is in the book of laws, like how it is we're supposed to, can, can you, cause you clearly you're an expert making proclamations about things like this. It says Canada strongly condemns these actions. I don't. I think it would have been a crime if they didn't act early. I think it's a crime they didn't act earlier. I think they waited too long. They put up with too much. If anything, the Russians put up with too much and way too many people died because they were reluctant to get involved. So I don't, I don't. As Emperor of Dagalon, I do not strongly condemn the actions of the Russian Federation. In fact, I think it's grotesque and disgusting what's been happening in the last decade. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the work of gangsters and criminals and that the media's lying and covering this up and, you know, just goes to show you that they don't, there is no, they don't, they're not all lives matter. They're, them lives matter. When poor people die, no one cares. 
from the Gaza Strip to the streets of Donbass and Luhansk, they, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And these people, do they care about, let's, let's talk about something you guys pretend to care about. How about Africa for a while? You're going to talk about that? Do you know how many genocides have happened there under UN watch, full-blown? Look at that, genocide. Nobody did a fucking thing about that. I remember I sat and watched the Somalian, uh, not the Somalian, the South Sudan genocide for like six months. I watched the death toll go up by 10,000 people a day. Every day at work, I'd be like, they killed 200,000 people today or in South Sudan. Like, fuck, that's messed up. Hey, guys, it's 400,000. It's, it's half a million people are dead now. This is fucking, are we, what are we doing? Is anybody doing anything about this? Somebody from work remembers. I went on about this for months. And then it was like, somebody's like, hey, is that small? Is that Sudan thing still going on? I was like, no, they're all dead. No, genocide's over. They won. They killed everybody. The end. UN, hooray, all fully plain view. Because they're the good, because the people on TV, they'd tell you the truth, wouldn't they? They'd tell you about the things you need to worry about. They're super concerned about human life and dignity and innocence and, you know, bad guys and good guys, right? Because that's what TV tells me all about. It's bad guys and good guys and I'm the good guy and they're bad and I am a hero. That's why I've got blue hair and I'm a proud bash, bash the fast fellas. Antifa, bash them. I'm a proud anti-fascist and I fight. You don't fight shit. You sit around and get programmed garbage through a fucking box. You don't even understand. You're the most ignorant, lowest form of life there is if it wasn't for people like you if you just had a modicum of humility and sanity and an openness to actually receive new information that didn't come from your fucking master because you're not such a beaten pathetic dog you're a coward you're a bitch you're a buck broken hoe you're a no good skank you just bend over and take it no matter what the tv tells you it's all good because it came from the tv and you know what you do it even better than that you attack the people that are trying to help you the people that are trying to break you out of jail you attack them you attack them and you call them all kinds of names and things it's intense it's so wild and so funny i i I mean i don't know what to do about it (laughs) and you follow these people around who never tell you who told you about these genocides all this murder was it them or was it me who cares who actually am i gonna gain anything from this do you think it's gonna help me in real life with like the law, the government, the media and so on to say, hey guys, the Russians are actually the good guys here. Do you think that helps me? It doesn't, but it's fucking true. Sorry, I'm anti-mass murder. I'm kind of against like genocide and like shooting people in the street. Like that's a nightmare to me. That's like the worst thing ever. And you guys are acting a lot like the people that do that kind of shit. So you see my problem? You see how I'm kind of worked up about it? And then when it starts to happen in real life, what do you do? What do you fuckers do? You cheer them on and you put their flag up in front of your fucking house! Deputy Prime Minister says that we sh- we could be at a turning point in the war. She added that Ukraine is winning the war and it's time to double down on support for them that she wouldn't give any specifics on what additional support would be sent. She wants to send your fucking kids if she has to. You 
feel good? You feeling good? This this is the face of the people that decide where our children are going to die. You feel good about that? There I go being the fucking Nazi again, being the anti-war guy. I'm not anti-all war. I'm not a bitch, you know, but I mean, I'm a student of history. <laughs> it's not a good time. Some every once in a while, but. You know what wars are? Wars are like, listen, fellas. I can find. I gotta find. I don't know what I'm looking for. Just YouTube, do your magic. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna work. <laughs> I typed in fireside story time music. That's what I wanted. So let's see what it. Fucking go! Yes! Alright, let's go. I'm excited. Hey, come on. Have a seat. I'll tell you something. I'm gonna tell you a story. Listen, man. <laughs> you know what war is? War is a lot like drinking. Seems like a good idea. Seems like a really fucking good idea. And at first, it... You're really having a good time. But, uh, after a while, I mean, nine times out of ten, every once in a while, hey, hey, it was a fucking banger. You made the right call. You picked up a super, I mean, that, that woman was a, was a fucking 8.5 out of six. How the hell did you do that, man? Good for you. You're a fucking stud. Then you get married and have a bunch of kids and you live every day. But, uh, but there's those other nine times. Man, I'll tell you what, you just, you end up spending a lot of money. You don't remember shit. You get beat up in a parking lot by a guy named Trevor. Now your teeth's chipped, you gotta go to work, you don't have any money, and your head fucking hurts, and you're like, damn! The fuck did I do that for? I don't know! A couple weeks later, you're gonna do it again. You're gonna do it again. You know why you do it? It's because that one time. That one memory. That one distant idea. A smell, a song, a sound. The touch and feel. Of whatever this magical woman's couch was like. Right before it happened. Brings you back. Brings you back that one time that. It's the best day of your life. So you're going to risk it every, every day. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. War is like drinking. It's almost, it's always a bad idea. Very rare. Like, holy shit, that turned out to be the right, that was a great time. But most of the time you're like, oh. why the fuck crash my, dude, the truck is wrecked. What the fuck did we do? You know what I mean? 
God, somebody's dead now, you know, and you're like, oh, Christ. And then you get together and you have like, you know, war story time. The guys sitting around drinking is like, hey, man, remember remember when you fought that cop? <laughs> you went to jail. You almost got shot. You're like, yeah, that was retarded. You know, that's like the dumbed down, watered down version. Like, hey, man, remember Vietnam? You're like, yes, that was so stupid. You know, hey, remember weapons of mass destruction? Oh, I know. Oh, don't remind me. She was so gross. And you thought she was super hot. I know. I was hammered, man. She had a mustache. Don't shut. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> War is like drinking. <laughs> I'm retarded. Oh, this is still stupid. <laughs> I can't believe there's people watching this nonsense. A lot, actually. Thank you for being here. She's probably a guy, says Nelson. They could be. They could be. You never know. Things happen when you... Drinking never... It's, it's never, never usually a good idea. You think it will be. It's not. And that's, uh, that's what I wish these people would understand. But all of the Hollywood brainwashing and all the movies and all the things and all... It told me that this was a heroic and genuine and, uh, you know, noble, benevolent experience. And I'm going to crush the evil and defeat the bad man and blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, that's the story they tell you. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. If we told you the truth about war, would you go? Nine times out of ten, more like, you know, 90 times, 95 times out of 100. It's uh, a fool's errand. It's for rich business interests. It's for other people moving chess pieces around. You're not even going to understand what's happening. They're making money or losing money, gaining influence. They've got some kind of greater agenda to play. It really has nothing to do with you or the people that are actually going to do the killing. The guy that's going to kill you and the guy you're going to kill and everybody else that gets hurt in between have nothing to do with each other. You don't even know each other's names. You know nothing. It makes more sense to me. If like a guy fucks your wife and you go to his house and kill him, that makes more, that morally to me makes more sense than like, yeah, I set all those guys on on fire with a flamethrower in that building because I had a magic costume on and uh, they had one on too. And theirs was the kind that said, it's okay to set me on fire. So I set them all on fire with a flamethrower. I mean, really think about it. It makes no sense. It's, it's completely insane. And like, well, I mean, we had to. Like, it's it's not it's not different, okay? What happens to you physically and mentally and emotionally, like, it's not different to, you know, killing a person is killing a person. It's the same, right? It's like having sex or something. It's it's that much of a different, like, you're not going to be quite the same after the fact. And, and they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, they're the Russians, though. Like, well, that's a very simplistic and limited and dumb way of thinking about it actually and i'm all for it if, if it's like hey you know what they're doing they're galloping around this the, the steppies plains with mongolian horse archers and killing and raping and burning everything in their path and taking everyone as slaves you know genghis khan i'd be like well i think we better fight this guy he sounds like bad news like yeah yeah he sounds like a bad guy and in those cases people will defend themselves but how if you're a rich business interest if you're like i want to make this money i'm the, you know and again, the families, the elite families in the United States are deeply involved in Ukraine. And I, I need to plug this as well. If you don't know who he is, I please, um, this guy is, um, he's one of my, he, he's the, he's the, <laughs> Ryan Dawson is the guy. You got to go check him out. ANCReport.com. He's on Odyssey and a bunch of other things. I think he's on Cozy TV now um, and as well. I should talk to him again soon. He's, uh, you want to know what's going on? Go, this is what he does. This is what he does professionally for a job. Like this is doing this online, but about like geopolitical and like who's doing what to who and like, and he's got all the 
maps of who knows who and what and who paid what. And I mean, it's fucking wild to watch this guy debate anyone is like it's it's amazing. It's like watching someone be cut apart by Jeffrey Dahmer in real time. You're like, ha! They have no idea what they're talking about. I saw a loose change, bro. I'm gonna debate 9/11. You know what he said the other day? And it's a shame they didn't do it. I don't know if they did or not, but uh, and he's on Cozy uh, Fuentes' platform. And uh, and Fuentes was talking about 9-11. He's like, bro, he's like, you got the platform, I got the answers. Like, it's true. <laughs> if there was ever a guy, he's like, not to say anything, but I've been, re- he's like, I've been researching 9-11 since Nick was four years old. That's true. 20 years. 20 years. Ryan's actually 100 years old. He doesn't look like it because he's Native American. He's one of these guys. He's a Native American white supremacist Diagonalian. He's actually through the nation of Triangulon. It's a whole other thing, but it goes South Korea, Japan, you know, and uh, up, up that way. And then they meet in Alaska and becomes Triangulon. So <laughs> he's, the, he's the Pacific leader of Triangulon. They're much more measured and reasonable. Their economy is way better than ours. Uh, we don't have we don't have the they don't have the goat snorting all the blow and eating into the budget. You know, Ryan's not frequently, you know, half of the bag and making questionable tactical decisions about what to do with, you know, enemy prisoners and things like this. So, you know. Let's go check him out. ANCReport.com. He does a lot of good work, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there. Um Read that one. Chet Chisholm says, it's similar to what happened to us recently. Get the vax because you're going to treat COVID-19 patients and the PPE given to you is not enough, especially after JT sends it all to China. Get injured and you get labeled a white supremacist, a terrorist, and everything else. You get fired from your job. Told you got what you deserve. Then you're actually killing people for refusing to take it. And that's why I call this, I'm going to get to, you know, getting towards the end here. I might go a little long because this one's important and there's a lot of things I want to say that I didn't quite finish yet. Um... I apologize it takes so long, but this is just how it's done. <laughs> I should get a bell, yeah. I, I should do something. Uh, Ryan's, uh, he's just, he's, he's excellent. He, he's, he knows so much, and it's, um, he's written several books, and it's just, uh, you know. He's one of the smartest guys I don't know. <laughs> Talked to him a few times. We've never met in person, though. He lives in Japan, obviously. And I'm on a no-fly list because I'm a terrorist, so, I mean, you know, obviously. See, that's never going to happen. That would be cool to hang out with him someday, though. That's there's a bucket list thing we should, because you know, it was uh, it was his responsibility as again as a soldier questioning what the fuck is going actually going on. I went on the internet to try and figure things out, and he had a lot of content on there that answer that that had answers to the exact questions that I had. I didn't want to know narratives. I don't want to know fairy tales. I want to know who, what, when, where. I want to know what the fuck is going on here. Who the fuck did this? And he goes, "It just so happens I uh, I know exactly who it was. I know all the names, places, dates, money. I mean, I could I make a pretty good case if he's a prosecutor, and I'm a I'm a juror. I'm like, yeah, he's making he's making a lot of good points." <laughs> You know what I mean? I didn't want what he said to be true to be true, but it was. It, I mean, it, it looks very true to me. And until someone uh, provides a better explanation, sorry. Sorry. Um, Godzilla Chain says, for the record, I've got no dispute with Superman, neither do I. Superman's actually scary. The boys, uh, that, that HBO show or whoever it was, and I steal everything, so I don't know who, who paid for it. <laughs> He's actually, that's actually a documentary about real Superman. Superman's actually a psycho, psychopath. Um, I fucking, that show's amazing. It's fascinating. I love movies about crazy people. <laughs> Lynn, uh, anyone that I have seen calling for war hasn't even been in a slap fight. Yes, exactly. I want to get to that. Uh, let alone an actual conflict. If they call for it, they are on the front line. Should be. You want to go so bad? Step up and go first. Chet Chisholm says she has a mustache and it wasn't even hers. I don't know uh, where she got it or why she carried it around her purse. Dear God. Man on the mountain, I just want to know when we should start building the ark. A long time ago. I would start now. Start now. Start start right now if I were you. 
I completely lost my train of thought. I can't remember what I was going to say. It's terrible. It's terrible. I was, uh, what was it? Damn it. Somebody's got to remind me or I'm just going to have to figure it out on my own. I'll just scroll through things until they make sense. Uh, wait, something's coming back. All right, now it is. I'm, I'm back to where I, where I want it to be. Um, I don't normally do this. No, I don't want to do that. Let's give it a rundown. You're going to watch the video. I, I put out a video the other day about this because, again, this could happen at any time, and I don't want to be in a position to, like, where, well, you know, it's going to be harder to say things about it as it goes on because they'll pass laws and they'll be, you'll be fucked up, but, uh, you know, this war is, is going to be horseshit. And uh, you're going to have to, you have to say it ahead of time. And um, I won't, I won't put you through the whole, the whole thing. I'm mostly, I just need a, I need to, I need to get up and use the bathroom. <laughs> I've been sitting here for hours already. Um, but I'll just skip to a point. There's a, a point of this. So that's why I called it eyes on the ball because. What's the real problem here? Is it COVID? Is it the Russians? Is it the Illuminati? Is it so? You know, his name, as Sam Hyde said, these people have names and addresses. The people making these decisions um, are real. Thing, and, and so are we. And we can do things about the things that they do. We don't have to sit here and just, uh, this isn't a play. You know, a lot of people are acting like we're just observing a play, just in the audience. People need to be encouraged to get up and, and get on stage and do something. And, and, that, and one of the things I like to try to do is, is to make sure that people don't forget because that's why we keep going through these cycles. We keep forgetting. We keep getting distracted with something else. We can't lose sight of, of, of what the problem is. And the problem is the enemy is inside the gates. The enemy is not the Russians. It's not, I mean... The things that are that are doing the most harm to us as a people, and now these same people that have done all of the harms I'm going to talk about here in this in this video, I'm going to take a quick break. They, they, now they want you to send your sons and daughters and your treasure and your blood to go die in a war 6,600 kilometers away. Name me, name, me, name me five famous Ukrainian people. Name me three famous Ukrainian people that isn't the president. Can you, can you even do it? This isn't, we're not defending the United States or Great Britain or a country we have strong, long-lasting historical ties to or economic reasons or, like, I mean, strategic, obvious reasons why we'd want to defend them. It's, it makes no sense. It makes no sense because it makes no sense. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what we want or what's good for us. It's what's good for them. It's what's good for them. And remember, who, the, who are the people that did all of the, all of the things to us the last couple of years? What do they want you to do now? It's very disturbing. All right, I'll be right back. I should play the whole, I don't know. We'll just, we'll, just suffer it. I'll be right back. Burn it all down. Blow it all up. At least that appears to be the card that's going to be played now. As we sleepwalk drunkenly, slovenly, fat and stupid into yet another catastrophic war. At least that's what it looks like. That's what all signs are pointing to and a lot of disturbing information and of movements, activities, rhetoric, and quite frankly, troop positionings, to be honest, um, are pointing to a dramatic, imminent escalation uh, in the war in Europe against the Russian Federation. And what a political, what a convenient, what a convenient political segue as old as time where you can just zip yourself right out of hot water, right out of controversy, right out of a dangerous situation in which public outrust or uh, unrest and, um, you know, scrutiny 
of government officials is reaching a fever pitch, uh, why not just start a war? They've been doing it since as old as time. It's always worked before. Why not do it again? So I'd like to just get out in front of this now while I still can, because I wouldn't put it past this government at all to take advantage of what is perceived as a dangerous situation. You know, it's a war or something and say that, you know, Russian influence and foreign meddling and so on. It's going to be a facade and another excuse, a springboard to silence and, you know, eliminate and get rid of even more voices and more political dissent and clamp down even further upon acceptable discourse uh, in the public forum in this country. And the only real contribution that we're going to be able to make is filling graveyards and keeping Raytheon's uh, profit margins a little bit higher than, the, than they otherwise could be, Lockheed Martin and so on. We don't even have enough troops for a single division. Okay, the only real strategic difference that Canada is going to make or not make in this colossal tragedy that they're orchestrating here uh, is, you know, when, when the millions and millions of death toll uh, come in, is the Canadian body count zero or is it dramatically higher than zero? That's what they're playing with, because you know what? At the end of the day, this is going to cost a fortune. It is going to cost an absolute fortune and it is going to cost a fortune and not just money, but in blood. And in every dollar that gets spent and every drop of blood that gets spilled is going to be coming out of your pockets and your veins of your friends and family, not theirs. And as the supply chains break down, uh, you know, more and more cost of living explodes, hyperinflation comes into play and everything else that's coming down the line. It's all so lovely and amazing. Maybe they'll blame all of the dead fish and all the burned down farms and all of the missing food. Maybe that's going to be the Russians too. Who cares? I mean, people were dumb enough to get uh, a million booster shots and walk around with 15 diapers on their face and follow lines around on the floor of a grocery store. So I really don't have much hope in them uh, seeing through this one either. Oh, and by the way, in large scale uh, war campaigns like this involving, you know, huge global powers. It's not just the soldiers and so on that suffer and die and bear the consequences. There will be scores and scores and scores of dead civilians, women, little children, cities burned to the ground, things erased, things that you can't even describe are so horrible. But hey, fuck it. Let's risk it because there's a natural gas pipeline at stake. Guys, Raytheon, Halliburton, Lockheed, Martin, we got to make that money. We got to save those people in Ukraine, yeah, that's the place. Thinking of the past few years, it wasn't the Russians that called me and you unacceptable people. It wasn't the Russians that mused and pontificated on television about what's to be done and how long should we tolerate these people. It wasn't the Russians that pulled your kids out of school and told them they couldn't go to hockey, that took your educations away, that took, fired you from your jobs, sabotaged your careers segregated you from your friends and family, told them, told them, told them on television, don't invite your unvaccinated friends and family over for Thanksgiving because they're the problem. It wasn't the Russians that ran an orchestrated othering campaign of a, of a huge chunk of Canadian citizens, of Canadian public uh, free people all through the country, demonized them, harassed them, gaslit them, and abused them. It wasn't the Russian police that were in Ottawa trampling people with horses, beating them with guns, confiscating property, damaging property, assaulting people, lying about it, covering it up, and then laughing about it and getting caught and not even saying sorry. And it wasn't the Russians that stole the basic human dignity that we had 
to sit and at least hold the hands and say goodbye to our mothers, our fathers, our grandmothers, and our grandfathers because we had to sit, the furthest we could get was sitting out on the street as they died alone, isolated by themselves from behind a plastic sheet. Because we, we didn't do the pokey poke, so... Wasn't the Russians that did any of that. It was Canada. So, I am against this 100%. While it's still legal to say. I'm sure I'll feel the repercussions for this later anyway. So, you know. As far as I'm concerned, our enemies aren't in Moscow. They're in Ottawa. Oh my god, not again. This is twice now! How long ago was that? <sighs> when, how many minutes ago was son of a bitch? That's, that's so, that's so depressing. This is twice now! I need a light, I need a guy, I need- I'm gonna have to hire her to just sit there and, and make sure this doesn't happen again. That's terrible because... Oh no, how am I gonna have to- I'm gonna have to re-, re Best silent rant ever. No, it's horrible. Someone's gonna have to back and read my- read my lips. I'm gonna need a beer now. Give me a second. I gotta read. Oh, this sucks. Okay, I'm back. Take two is always. Take two. We'll just do take two. How's that? <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I do need to bring back Stacey. No, Morgan's better than Stacy. She's hotter than Stacy, but. And, and to be honest, Stacy didn't do anything. She just sat there fucking around on her phone. She literally did nothing. And, uh, you know. Dennis didn't help. That you know, we had to let them go. We had to let Dennis and Stacy go. I'm sorry, I missed it. That was terrible. That was I meant. I meant every word of that, and I and I didn't record it. That's terrible. I have to start over again. Just two seconds. <laughs> All right. As a representative of the community, as, as someone that's, you know, I, I don't feel like I've done a lot. But I've done enough, a little. And I feel responsible to say something as one of the people that can. A lot of people have been there and done that. And uh, you need to warn people. There's a, there's a saying in the regiment that I'm from is, is never pass a fault. And it's not, it's not any different in any of our, any other regiments. Um, the embodiment of the warrior spirit is the same from the Marine Corps to the SAS in, in Australia and everybody in between. But it, it does say never pass a fault. It doesn't say sometimes don't. It doesn't say every once in a while. It's, it means it says never as in never. And a lot of guys, you know, they use it as like, oh, you know, pick up that, uh, Oh, you left some trash there. You gotta pick it up. Is there rust in that fucking barrel? I'll use my fucking command hand on you. 
Never pass a fall troop. In fact, hey, is that your girlfriend? I might try and fuck her later, all right? I can't do that, really, because, I mean, it would be totally inappropriate and I'd lose my job, but you don't know that. You're a fucking brand new private, and I own your whole fucking world, and I will fuck you in the face. I will fuck your mind up so bad, you're going to be eating out of my hand. But, yeah, I mean, the Army's a fucked up place. But you can't, you can't be doing those things. Never pass a fault means literally never pass a fault. It doesn't mean middle, tiny, minor things. It means as a privilege, as an honor, as an honor-bound member of our society, of, of a warrior cast of, you know, of people that have chosen this lifestyle and chosen to embrace and take it seriously as professionals. I don't mean once in a while you put on a costume. I mean, you signed up for it long-term. I'm a fucking professional. I will do this. I am doing this. This is who I am. Never pass a fault. I take that seriously. And that means everything, everything that you see. And I'm sorry, guys. What I see is a fault. What I see, what happening is right now is, is fucked up. And somebody's got to say something about it. Because you know what? A lot of other people, uh, just like me, just like that, died for this ideal. They didn't, it doesn't matter what the war was for, who pulled the trigger, who started it. None of that matters. I mean, it matters. But I mean, at that level, what, what, what really, to keep the idea and the society and, and the, the culture and the spirit of it alive. What matters is we can't lose sight of that. Look who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be. Because if that doesn't survive, if that doesn't endure of, you know, the ethos, the, the ethics, the, the morality, the foundational principles for, for why we are who we are and why we do the things that we do. If that doesn't survive, we're all fucked. And one of them is you don't do shit like this. We're not the bad guys. We don't, we don't see things that are bad, that are wrong, that are incorrect, that we know how to fix, that we could fix, that we know are wrong. How do we know trash is on the ground is wrong as troops in the military? Never pass a fall. Obviously, you pick up garbage when you see it. That's just how it goes. And we're supposed to sit here and be silent about these kinds of atrocities and lies happening that are going to affect the lives of so many people. And you're going to send more people into these meat grinders, into these lies, into this murder, into this hellhole. So I feel a certain responsibility. And I know a lot of these guys agree with me and a lot of them probably would if they could, but they can't because they're dead. And they're dead for the same reasons that no one... I didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't sign up and go, are you willing to fight and die for Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Halliburton, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fine. Fuck it. We grew up on all the same Hollywood bullshit and gobbledygook as everybody else. And we bought the, and we bought the fucking story and we signed up for it and we paid for it with our lives. And people still do to this day. People are still fucking dying all the time. You can't. Got a picture of him back there. I don't know if you. Anyway. It's a foundational principle of who we are. You don't see something wrong that's happening and choose not to engage and choose to look away and choose to do something else and choose to ignore it. We are not like that. That's not who we are. And that's why when you see these, you see these, you see that star it looks like we call it the death star on that beret. When you see that at these events and these, you know, these V for F things and, you know, all the stuff that's going on and, you know, glorious Canadian history that is, that's why that's so prominently displayed in so many places because that's who those people are. They fucking show up. They're the people that fucking show up. When something wrong is fucked up, because this doesn't help me. Does this help me? Does it help me to be like, go against everything? The, I mean, the government's not going to like it. The police, or maybe he's working for the Russians. They're going to fucking, it's not helpful, but it's fucking true. Everything I said is true. It's all verifiable. You can find it all. You can find it all. These motherfuckers are lying and they're killing tons of people. They're taking your money to continue doing it. They're lying about doing it. They're blaming innocent people. And now they demand the blood of your friends and family to go fight them for defending themselves. Wow! 
And you know what? I'd be less inclined to believe it if I hadn't already been suckered into this exact same fucking scheme already. I mean this entirely seriously, not as a threat, as a statement of fact. If I had to make the choice, I would much sooner, at the drop of a hat, I would fight here, now, against the enemies in this country, today, before I would ever pick up a weapon and point it at a citizen of the Russian Federation. Because the fucking television told me to. My enemies don't live there. Test me! I buried a lot of guys already. Never again, asshole! You fool me once! You try and fool me twice, I'll cut your neck! says inflation extensive cost of living significantly increasing the look on your face when you find out you've muted yourself two strings in a row absolutely priceless i hate it man i recovered i actually remembered most of what i said i'm like i hit about 95 percent of it not bad but i could remember like i took these things are train wrecks all right you want quality entertainment you gotta pay for it this is free chris jason thank you very much sir Was it that long? Jesus Christ, this is the longest muting of all time. That's terrible. Bass in the Ground says, It's been fucking five minutes, goy. Was it that long? It felt like a while. It was a few minutes. It was a few minutes. Oh, he says again, Do not use Philip's name in vain. He's with us. Also, fuck you, make me Friday. Pantera requests slaughtered. I already... This for Friday. Seems fitting for what is about to happen to the current state. Not happy about it, but fuck around and find out. NATO. Cheers, bigots. And I don't want that, man. I have a lot of friends that work in NATO. You know, I don't want them dead and fucked up and all that. I mean, it wasn't 10 minutes, three or four probably. It was a while. It was a while. It was a while. And I remember thinking, like, I was mentioning Ryan Dawson. It wasn't that long ago, was it? But I saw people talking about him, so it must have been. Either that or the reading in my mind. Hey. Um, just going to read a couple more of these. Got the arc idea. Kaiva Amrish, nice to see you again, brother. He says, oh, hell yeah. How the fuck is everybody doing, baby? Miss you all. Nice to see you again, sir. Never Neil says, some of us in the chat are curious as to what would happen if we were drafted for the refest and told them, fuck you, make me. I would. I'd go full Muhammad Ali. Be like, put, me, put my ass in jail then. You think this is going to look good on you in the end, in the long term? Fucking get real. Comrade full of Taco Bees says, with the news of potential world-ending annihilation, I thought I should get ahead of the curve to blend in the invading Russian army. They won't invade anything. They don't have the money or the means. Slava, these nuts! <laughs> Challenge I, I would I would believe there could be a limited nuclear exchange, though. 
I bet you battlefield nukes will be used. I don't know. I, I mean... Once things get that crazy, it's hard to say. Never kneel. Thank you. Al Stern says, here's 30 bones because my wife just pissed me off. You're also muted. I, 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 I know. I, I knew. Never kneel against his piss jugs from now on, and I want to hear it. I, I, I know. Donkey Dongalon says, any tip on how to lip read? Please type very funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I should just mute myself more often. Apparently, everybody wants to pay me after that. Leekle One Eye says, boomer dissident moment. I'm 36. I was born in 86. I'm not a boomer. I'm, oh, Hellbilly Deluxe says, best ever rant, in, best rant ever in silence. They have very funny. Poopa Platter says, eight zero zero eight one three five that's probably I don't, it probably means silenced or, or muted in some kind of techno speak kaiba m rich says three minutes ago pal very funny l billy deluxe waiting for the 1930s text screen to describe what happened he says never pass a fault remember the mute button <laughs> darren croswell you're new he says remember this anger this is my outlet and i need it unmute please buddy we're unmuted now right that's good well that that cuts probably five minutes out of this i can be easier to sell on the re-upload, you know? I don't know. My hair's getting too long. I don't know what to do with it. I just want to say... I, I just... It's embarrassing, you know? It is. It's hard. I click things and it... it <laughs> There's so many screens and buttons and lights! You have no idea what this is like! And I'm drinking, I'm smoking weed. It's... Fuck, boys. All right? This is not, not easy to do. This is like conducting a symphony of nonsense every day. I'm conducting a symphony of insanity every day. And no, for no reason at all, just to change gears, because I don't know what to do right now. Here is Greg Wycliffe, and he's going to tell you about why you need to be vaccinated. And, and, and to be honest, totally he, your he, he does a good job. It's totally your choice. Listen, I'm a doctor, and do you want to keep your job or not? totally up to you no one's no one's pressuring you no one's no one's pressuring you at all okay this is completely up to you no pressure you either keep your job or or you don't you either get kicked out of school or you don't it's totally your choice okay where are the five-year-olds are the five-year-olds here yet <laughs> look on his face where are the five-year-olds? Are the five-year-olds? <laughs> it's totally your choice, you guys. Anytime you can leave, anytime you want. We'll just ruin your life. It's fine. Fine. Arrive can app optional. Drop vaccine requirement border by September 30. Right? We told you about this because again, uh, people know things before they know things. The news is not ever the first report much of anything anymore. Not these days. And uh, yeah, four hours ago, it's an election move. They're getting ready for an election. Obviously, uh, there's no other reason they would do that. They just announced they weren't never do that. They'd never do it, but now they're doing it. Uh, what's this? I don't, I don't. All right, we played that already. Uh, more Russian stuff. I want to get back to that in a minute. It's, it's, there's more. It's, it's even crazier. And then I got this at the end. Okay. Just re recalibrating my idiot brain. Don Lemon's an idiot. Everyone knows that. Uh, we haven't talked about coronavirus in a little while. Just briefly, COVID complications push Australian deaths to the highest number in 40 years. Yep. Yeah, it was COVID. COVID did that. Sky News, more people have been dying, again, Australia, this year due to irregular heartbeat. Oh, yes. Excess deaths or extra deaths are the number of deaths that are above the long-term average for the particular week, month of the year. Oh, really? Thank you for telling me. 
Oh, this is England, actually. So, a totally different continent. The number of deaths registered in England and Wales due to cardiac arrhythmias was more than usual for much of the first half of 2022, according to the Office of National Statistics. There were 234 excess deaths to an irregular heartbeat. Registered in March and 138 in April. Good, 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 good. So everyone's dying more than ever uh, for climate change is probably the reason. Uh, nothing else is possibly taking place. There would be no reason to think anything else is like that. Like that's happening at all. This is just going to get weird now. Did you know for no reason? Again, no reason. We've, we've entered the fucking crazy zone of the stream and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen anymore for no reason at all. Here's Arnold Schwarzenegger watching hot blonde chicks slap each other in miniskirts. Yeah, I liked it. That's a good one. Get out of the way. I can see here. I want to watch it. I want to watch a boobs chick. Oh, yes. Good shot. I like it. I wonder what they do later. I wonder what they do afterwards. I want to watch more. Why is Arnold Schwarzenegger at the front seat of a slap? What? Everything about this is just odd. How old is he? Is this what happens when you get old? You're just like, listen to me. Listen, this is what I want to do here. I want to go. I'm going to go to San Diego this weekend. I want to watch. Listen to me. Stop it. Come on. I want to see blonde white ladies. Like Icelandic between the eyes. Five foot nine, ten, a little tall, but not super. I want to see them in the skimpy cheerleader outfits. And I want them to slap each other in the face. For my amusement, yes, yes, exactly. It's for climate change. I'm a cop, you idiot. Like, what, what is this? Why is this a thing? And we're like, the Russians are horrible. Look what we're doing with our spare time. Yes, come on, hit her. Oh, yes, yes. Next time you should grab a booby. That would be great. I'd like it. Yes, come on, hit her. Yes, right in the head. Ah, yes. Yes, now start kissing. Start kissing. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Fuck you doing, Arnold? Jesus Christ. What what a mess that guy turned out to be. Sucks when your heroes turn into whatever's going on over there. Whatever's going on over there. Uh, Darren uh, Croswell says, I'm not new. Uh, you're right. You're not. I remember your name now. Thanks. Man. Uh, there's, uh, again, thank you guys so much for being around here for so long. There's been, it's been years of this now, which is hard to, hard to believe and hard to imagine, but it's a, it's a huge... Huge community, and I appreciate it. T.me slash Raging Dissident II. I have to move the post pin on there. There's a whole bunch of regional uh, groups on Telegram in most of the provinces, except the ones no one lives in, like Newfoundland and uh, uh, none of it. And you can find a local dad group and find some friends and find some people to chill with and talk about how, how the fuck I can talk for four minutes on mute and not know it. This is the second time in two weeks I've done that. I need to just carve it into my skin. I'll just if there is a no mute like right on my head I would never forget yes this is a good idea man on the mountain says was the angriest mime I've seen five I was Greta one I don't I don't know what that means are you okay are you being attacked Anastasia 411 says rage we still love you forgot about it uh, for, forget about it, do you think? Also, I need a You Are Muted mug. Yes, I should sell those. I, sh- I, I gotta come up with some ideas for things to do. De- uh, that's a good one, You're Muted mug. That's a good Deanna one says, Late Feast, sorry, we'll catch up tomorrow. Remember to skip the four minutes where I wasn't making any noise, apparently. Thanks, everybody, for reminding me that I'm retarded. 
Lynn says our house is a reverse Mulan. He's V for F. I'm mostly a nurse. They aren't taking our respective kids. Fuck them. Make me F T M M. Anderson Palin says this is how Conan chooses a new concubine. <laughs> I like the one on the left here. She's taller. She takes a she takes a good smack here. Look at her face. She doesn't even move really. I can really knock her around, dude. She wouldn't it wouldn't matter. She'd like it probably. Like what do you think about it? She's got strong hips here. I could probably throw her down, push her down the stairs. There's a lot of things I could do. I'm excited about it. I want to, yes, I want to buy the one on the left here. Yo, the Icelandic one. Or this Dutch, I don't care. I don't care what it is. I just want to hurt her. I want to do things to her. That's why I'm here. I'm nearly 70 years old and I'm watching 20-some women in, in miniskirts hitting each other. What else, what else am I doing? I'm buying people for my Arnold sex dungeon. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Robert O'Leary says, The mute was actually pretty funny. Alex Jones was talking about nuclear war today. He's rarely wrong. Uh, God help us. Alex Steins mentioned that the hospital killed his mom the same way they killed my mom in the hospital. Those fuckers. On a side note, I'm hunting birds this weekend. Take care, brother. Hope you get some. Sorry, man. It's a fucking mess. Sean M. says, Rage, a reminder. You're retarded. I know that! I know that. We're almost done. We're running out of time. I, I might have to go a little longer here because... Because there's some crazy stuff at stake. There's a lot going on. It's crazy. It's banned. Got through all those. Um, here's here's uh, anyway, you my interpretation of you know what they're going to do next. So now, so the Russians, I think, are calling the bluff, and they're going to say they're going to mobilize a real a real army. Three hundred thousand people is a real like that's not a joke. He's he's okay. And uh, on top of what he got, so it'll be nearly half a million men. On, on the NATO borders now. He's, he's got 125,000, something like that, deployed, estimated, 300, let me push it half a mil. Just a cool half a mil Russian troops. And um, so they've essentially uh, uh, withdrawn and reestablished defensive positions inside the republics of Luhansk and Donetsk that they're intending to protect, have referendums on, and then say, or jo- hey, we're joining the Russians now, so an attack on Luhansk and Donetsk is an attack on Russia, so if you attack us, it's fucking war. And we've, we brought the homies to prove it. If you think we're fucking around, we will invade, we will conquer your whole goddamn place, and we'll kill all of you. Um, I think that's what's going on, but uh, that's going to be happening over the next anyway, few days here. Look at it, this is going to be a momentous week in history. Uh, certainly it will be studied in years and decades. Remember, though, that, that Fanta versus Sprite is what you really need to know about. Don't worry about the fact that uh, geopolitical earthquakes are happening, which could threaten to throw your life into a state of disarray, mayhem, death, and misery, the likes of which have never been seen uh, since the Second World War. Don't, don't worry about that. And definitely don't you know, bother your MPs about that. As they blindly, stupidly march us into the throes of war. Um, and you know what? Again, they're going to be the last people that have anything to do with it. They're not going to be there. All these MPs, they're not going. Are their kids going? Nope. Is anyone they know? No, absolutely not. They're not getting involved. They're not going to lose money. They're not going to lose their jobs. Nothing like that. They're willing to throw everybody else into the meat grinder um, because politics. I'll tolerate a lot. I'll put up with a lot. You know, you think I don't have... We put up with a lot of shit, right? And by putting up with it, I mean, is anything burning down? Is anybody being hunted? And er- like, no, no, obviously. Like, we're putting up with... We, we collectively as a society are putting up with a lot. I am not going to just sit here quietly and, and watch you commit our, our 
our people, and uh, I'm going to play this clip here in a few minutes when I leave. It's, it's brilliant. I, I knew it was powerful at the time that I watched it. I read the book. It's called Jarhead. It's written by Anthony Swafford. He's an old United States Marine, fought in the Gulf War. Uh, not a particularly brutal experience for him, really, but it was, you know, it's enough that it's to stick with you, you know. It's a very stereotypical, the ending of the, 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 there's a little montage at the end of the movie that's very, like, that's every veteran I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how accurate it is. And at the beginning of it, um, I'll talk a little bit a little more later, but there's like a period of elation and, oh, yay, we're home, it's over. That, that's fun. You go fight a war, you come home, there's lots of parties, there's girls all over you. It's fucking, it's pretty, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. It was pretty, it's like being a rock star for about two months. And then it's all over. And no one cares anymore. And the, the negative Painful aspects of what you've gone through are permanent. They're forever. But what does Hollywood make sure you focus on? Except this one. Uh, anyway, you know, I thought it was cool. So I'll play that towards the end. However, I feel, again, responsible. You're going to commit people to this. Again, I know better. I know what you're doing. I know what this is going to be. I know what's going to happen to people. And there's a line at the end. He's like, you know, um, when, he, when he says jarhead, jarhead is a... Is a uh, Kind of a slang term for marine because the way they get their hair cut, it's all like high and tight, a little bit of hair on the top, and just nothing on the sides. Looks like a jar, an empty vessel, you know, just to put shit in. That's the marines, the jarheads. And he says, They'll always be me, and I will always be them because that's an experience you can't. I mean, it, it transcends regular, regular shit. So when you see soldiers in war and fight, it's like, I know what that's like, and, and, and no one else does. Only they know. We all, only us, only we know what that, what that feeling and that horrible, what that situation is like. So you, so you feel sympathetic to it. And, and when you've got people that don't have any idea what the fuck they're talking about, you know, like this asshole, and, uh, this pile of human garbage that are going to that are going to suggest and demand that uh, again knowing what i know we are not fighting for the good guys here this is this is bullshit you're going to put people through that you're going to put a lot of people through that a lot of death a lot of misery and it's going to destroy human it's going to destroy families and 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 it's going to cause a lot of damage for for generations that is a very serious decision to be making. And they just nonchalantly talk about it like it's the new fucking iPhone. And the people saying, hey, wait a minute, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, well, you guys are Russian agents. Oh, I'm sorry. Are those, are those war medals over there? I'm like, yes, I believe they are. I believe they are. You, don't, you can't buy those. Don't listen to these guys. What would they, what would they know? What do they know about anything? Decades, perhaps... To come, but yes, indeed, three regions holding referendums uh, on joining Russia from the 23rd to the 27th of September, presumably uh, over the course of several days to avoid massive queues or a rush, because in, in all of uh, these regions, Ukrainian shelling is ceaseless, it is endless, and it is blind. Yesterday alone, 13 people killed in a single attack at the market. Uh, so presumably uh, authorities are taking the security situation very seriously, but 
they must also uh, take other factors into consideration why this this rush there's a lot that will have to be done aside from the referendum uh, itself the laws of Russia of Lugansk of Donetsk and Kherson are very very different the economic laws are very very different and all of that is going to be uh, is going to have to be meshed together for it to, to, to work presumably these republics if they choose to join Russia anyway uh, will, will accept Russia you get the idea that that's what they're doing yeah. now and they're gonna they're gonna do this referendum just like Crimea like oh no one's gonna care Crimea did this and they overwhelmingly voted to stay with the Russians and they did and they've been there ever since not a shot was fired no one was killed no one was doing mobile death squads driving around the country killing all kinds of fucking people again I can't I can't recommend this enough it's enough to get you started it's not gonna tell you the whole story it there's a lot of shit going on but it's enough if you don't know anything about what's going on over there crime and uh, what the hell is it called? Jesus Christ. I can't even remember. This, you, need, you need a babysitter, you moron! You moron! Operation Ukraine, crime without punishment. It's on the Telegram page, t.me slash Raging Dissident II. You can scroll up a bit, it's on there. It's on YouTube, it's on Odyssey, it's on all kinds of places. Uh, it's been taken down a lot because, you know, they don't want you to see that. And you should ask why you haven't seen any of this. This is real human suffering on a very, very horrifying, I mean, as bad as it gets. It's as bad as it gets. There's, these people did as, the things they did are as bad as they can be. There's nothing worse. They did everything. If you can imagine it, they did it. It's really grotesque and awful. And why aren't they telling us about any of that? And we're going to flirt with the idea that we're going to have a we're going to have a nuclear. I mean, they've got nuclear weapons. The potential for for a fucking complete disaster here has never been higher. The American president says that there's a, it's an outrageous escalation. Says the U.S. is not seeking a new Cold War. No, you're just shipping them weapons, troops, money, uh, you know, logistical support, intelligence support, naval support, air support, space support, satellite support. You're just doing everything but fighting the war for them. And in fact, one could argue you are actually doing that with some of the videos we've seen as well. Of uh, What's going on here? I missed. I lost an ear. I lost an earpiece. Uh, last, oh, wait, there it is. Is it back? There it is. You know, they're doing everything but they're doing everything but fighting it themselves. It says, given that the president's UN remarks are coming the same day as Putin's significant new declaration being widely viewed as a new strategy of using the fuller might of the Russia's military blunt forces amid the Ukrainian counteroffensive in the east, which is a token joke. Um, mostly fought by NATO troops again, which has seen some success. It's the only battle they've won this entire time. The Russians have been content to just sit there, dig in, and just grind you the fuck down with artillery, and there's nothing they can do about it. Nothing. They're just emptying, I said emptying the coffers, emptying them. All the money's going out the window. It's corrupt as fuck. Most of the money's not even making it to the army or the Ukrainian people. It's going into somebody's pocket and up, up somebody's nose in the case of the president, I'm sure. One battle, that's what you've got to show for it. All the economic, and and remember this. 
when when your when your purse strings get tighter and tighter and, and it gets harder and harder to pay things, remember how many billions of dollars we sent these mass murdering psychopaths and who told you that we had to do it and why we had to do it? Who was standing there smugly, fatly, stupidly saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, we gotta, we have to slava Ukraine because we've got personal business interests there." Counteroffensive in the East, which has seen some success. All eyes will be on the president as potentially outlining a specific response, including the likelihood of more more sanctions, which backfired entirely because the Russians anticipated this move. You know what it did? It bankrupted everybody in Europe and America. That's what it did. It didn't do anything to them. The ruble stronger than it's been in five years. He's also expected to announce 2.9 billion more, more fucking money. A fund aimed at mitigating global food insecurity and part of driven by the seven month Ukraine conflict food insecurity. Any guess on where that money's really going? Well, I said it was for that. Oh, that's what it is. In the in the United Kingdom, they'll arrest you. And like I said, that's why I said the video earlier. Like, I'll say it while I can. In the United Kingdom, they're arresting people for waving Russian flags around. That's how that's how it is now. In the current thing. Obviously, I know you're, there's no issues you being here with the protests and stuff. I know, yeah. I know you're here quite a lot. The issue is, is the flags, I'll be perfectly honest. Um, which is obviously... So it's obviously the flags again. Yeah. It's the flags, right. I mean, they were carrying multiple flags, but one of them... Oh my God, one of them had these colours! You are, you are causing a nuisance. All no, right. we're not. I want you to leave, peacefully leave, and, and cut the, the protest short today because you've upset people. Yeah, I'm upset every time I see an Extinction Rebellion clown blocking the road. Do you go and interrogate and arrest them because I'm upset? Can you brought everything to the Russian flags that you were displaying as there's currently a war going on in Ukraine with Russia. Oh, Jesus. That's a public order offence, and we've got offences that we have to deal with. And to do that, we need details. Insane. They're so stupid. No, sorry, you don't get to decide what opinions I can I can express about a war under threat of arrest. So, right now I'm going to ask all the details. If you don't give them, I've got powers to arrest you. Uh, no, you fucking don't. You don't have the power to arrest someone because someone else claims they were offended. And that's why all these charges were eventually dropped and Essex police is being sued. Russia is bad. They arrest political dissidents. Proceeds to arrest political dissidents. Don't give them, I've got powers to arrest you. It's okay when we do it. They were all imprisoned overnight. And unbelievably, the activists were not only charged with disturbing the peace, but with inciting racial hatred. What? Against who? They were protesting against a war, against a cost of living crisis caused by that war. What the hell has that got to do with race? And they weren't just displaying Russian flags to cause aggro. The demonstrators said they held up a seven metre long bunting which contained the flags of every nation in the world. Our government has sent over two and a half billion pounds of our money to prolong this war. Of course we have the right to question it in public. How many times do the police have to be told? A person claiming they were offended by something doesn't give you the power to arrest someone. How many fucking times? Harry Miller won his case. The College of Policing came out after and clarified that the police can't take, quote, a disproportionate response to reports of a non-crime hate incident. That means, despite the absurdity of the existence of speech, which isn't a crime, but in bizarro clown world still represents a non-crime hate incident. A non-crime hate incident. Intimidating and arresting someone for basic free speech, for holding a flag that might offend someone, when anything can offend anyone. It's completely arbitrary. There are thousands upon thousands of Ukrainian flags being flown in villages, towns, and cities across yeah, the world. Yeah, and I find it offensive. You don't get to decide which flags are officially regime approved and which flags are offensive and therefore illegal. The war. I'm still not finished. I'm still not finished. 
I'm still not finished with my fucking hand in my pocket. I couldn't arrest a man or really stop anyone from hurting anyone if my fucking life depended on it. And us two female cops are really just token diversity hires, and that's why we won't go into the dangerous neighborhoods of London or anywhere else in England where there's Muslim grooming rape gangs and all kinds of crazy shit going on. We're, we're just going to actually arrest you people out here for carrying flags because we know, we know that you're not going to punch us, rape us, stab us, and kill us. That's why we'll do that. We're not, they will, so we're not going to arrest them. We're going to arrest you because we're fucking cowards and we're just here to, just here to lick those tasty boots of the state, collect our money, pensions, paycheck, promotion, go home, pat myself on the back, and call myself a hero as I throw up a Ukrainian flag on my front fucking lawn. The British police, everybody. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, sweet. Did you do your makeup today for your police gig? You wearing makeup as a fucking cop? Don't you look cute? My question: Some which today's eyeliner called ridiculous. Anything you do say, maybe get evidence. She's got eyeliner on. Prepared, but um, outrageous. That applies to all three of you. So if I can remove your phone now. Maybe the cops have spent just. A it's important to look like you know, you know, you you, you want to attract a guy that might want to try and make you suck his dick while you're a cop. It's important. You want to look hot. You know, you gotta make sure you got makeup on. Oh my fuck. A bit too much time doing the Macarena at gay pride parades. Oh, there they are. Is there any surprise? Too little time learning and remembering what the actual frigging law is. Thankfully, as I said, these charges were dropped four months later. And those arrested and imprisoned are now taking legal action against Essex police. Don't forget, there was national hand-wringing over anti-royalist protesters holding up offensive signs and being arrested. Where was the outrage over this? There wasn't a single news report about it. No blue check mark on Twitter was bothered about it. And yet similar things continue to happen across the country again and again. They tell us they don't have the resources to respond to car thefts, to burglaries. But they have plenty of time to intimidate, interrogate and arrest people for expressing anti-regime opinions. I mean, no no wonder the real criminals have no respect towards or fear of you. It's beyond the pale and it has to stop now. Won't stop now, but maybe someday. That's how bad it's becoming. It's insane. In Estonia, the anti-Russian you know, hatred, it's everywhere. Russians living in Estonia have their guns forcibly confiscated by the government. Of course they are. The same kind of, the same people on the left that preach all kinds of, you know, loving and tolerance. You need to accept other people. They're committing hate crimes against Russian people all the time, all over the place. In this country and in many countries. And they perpetuate this, you know, stereotypical, ridiculous Hollywood idea that, you know, the Russians are just the bad guys, you know. It's... So because TV runs their minds, we will run the risk of having a massive war, a world war, a war in which, and it will be a world war because the primary participants in said conflict would be the United States and, 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 and Russia, probably China as well. And uh, through them being the three only remaining super, the really powerful countries left in the world, they and their satellite states, and their allies will also be called upon to participate, uh, which will envelop, again, dozens of other countries ourselves, Europe as well, the whole South China you know, area, the, the, the Korean Peninsula, Japan will be involved, all the countries in Europe, World War Three. So that's good. And, and there is no one anywhere that is, that is, in this country at least, at least even expressing the alarm. As far as I can tell, it's just me. How fucking scary is that? There is no one, no one in the government, no one in the media, no one saying, hey, I have an idea. Can we not be on Team World War Three? 
You know, that's a horrible idea, right? Like, that's the worst thing you could fucking think of to do. What, are you insane? Are you drunk? Do you want to die? What's wrong with you? For what reason? Pipelines in Ukraine and, and, and the Biden laptop? So we're going to blow up the world? Serbian president warns of great world conflict within two months. I don't know how far off he is. When those when those guys are mobilized, those 300K troops are on the... You got their boots on and ready to go. That's... It's a couple months away. It's wintertime. Like I said, all the conditions are there. It, it, fuck me. President of Serbia has warned that the planet is entering into a great world conflict that could take place within the next two months. Alexander Vucic, uh, v- v- I don't know how to say his name, made the alarming comments during the first day of the UN General Assembly in New York. He says, you see a crisis in every part of the world. I think realistic predictions ought to be even darker. Our position is even worse since the UN has been weakened and the great powers have taken over and practically destroyed the UN uh, order over the past several decades. I assume that we're leaving the phase of special military operation, which is what the Russians were calling the initial um, incursion into the um, eastern Ukrainian provinces, and approaching a major armed conflict. And now the question becomes, where is the line? And whether after a certain time, maybe a month or two even, we will enter a great world conflict not seen since the Second World War. Does he say it in English? Yeah, it's in subtitles. Uh, his remarks were made on the same day that uh, the Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered an immediate partial mobilization of troops amounting to 300,000 soldiers. In a public address to the nation, Putin warned he wasn't bluffing and that he was prepared to use all means necessary at our disposal to protect Moscow's territorial integrity. The West are talking about nuclear blackmail. The Zaporizhia nuclear power plant was shelled and also some high positions representatives of native states were saying there might be possibly a permissibility to use nuclear weapons against Russia. Putin ominously asserted that Western powers should be reminded our country is uh, also various weapons of mass destruction. We talked about that uh, earlier. The, the mind does truly boggle, Paul. I, I can't understand. I mean, obviously, this would destroy, every, I mean... The amount of devastation and death and, and misery this would cause, what this would cause, is it would be unprecedented in human history. And why? For what? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not a pacifist. I'm not gonna just not fight because for the sake of I'm scared of violence. I mean, and I mean it very seriously. I need a good reason. I need a very good reason. I'm gonna rant about that in a second, and I'm gonna play this video. And let me get the fuck out of here because. I'm going to be out of juice after that. No, no, this is, this is going to, you know. This says, if rage is, in a, is raging in a forest and the button was muted, is he still raging? Oh, my fucking. It was two times in like six. It might have been more than that. I don't know. Hell, I need a light or something. I need a guy. Phil, you're supposed to be covering me here. You're supposed to be looking out for me. And you just sit there doing blow all day. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a captive. I'm his captive. Hell, Billy Deluxe has upgraded EVS. Uh, you, you missed out on the opportunity to take your mental illness on the road this, this year. I didn't really miss out. I've just been swamped in legal battles and bullshit. Uh, Lynn says, I'm trying to find crayon chocolate mold so I can restock Camp Eagle. Crayon chocolate mold. Oh, you stop it. Robert O'Leary says, Sergeant, when do you come to Alberta? It's apparently a good place to be after a nuclear war. We have a compound in the foothills of the mountains on Red Deer River. Lots of deer, fish, fresh water. Hope you make it out west before shit hits the fan. On the bright side, Canada's not really a nuclear target. Um, as many missiles and shit they have, it, it's all going to be dedicated towards actual threats, and uh, we're none of those things. Uh, England, sorry, you're going to be annihilated. France, Germany, probably Italy. 
Uh, Turkey uh, would, uh, yeah. Any anywhere where there's nuclear weapons bases or substantial troop numbers, you're gonna get fucking yeah. Um, Ottawa might get erased. Vancouver maybe too. So you guys, yeah, I don't know. But outside of that, there's not really maybe Halifax. I might get wiped out also because there's international airports, military bases, naval bases, this kind of thing. But it's like that's like if there's time. You know, if there's time to wipe out Vancouver and Halifax, maybe Ottawa's. Yeah, you're getting fucking nuked for sure. But and Toronto probably. But uh, it's like if if we if we get around to it, it's not a priority. So I mean, you don't got to worry that much. But Toronto and Ottawa, you're dead. <laughs> you're gonna get fucking glassed. You know, that's something we might as well play with it. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do those things? Daryl Carswell says, "Why wipe out Vancouver? Because right south of Vancouver is one of the biggest U.S. naval military bases in the world." Right beneath Vancouver, tons of U.S. ships and, and shipping and ports, and yeah, it's it's got to go. That's getting fucking shellacked, and uh, you're gonna probably get caught up in the caught up in the. You know, it's right next to you, so there's that, there's that whole thing. So you're more likely than Halifax, but uh, you know it's something to think about. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to nuke Vancouver? Probably should since the Stanley Cup. Did you see what those assholes did to my town? Yeah, what was that about? Right, destroy the town. The decisions to do these kinds of things and launch these kinds of, you know, nightmares are never, are very rarely ever taken by people that understand what they're doing. And the consequences and the costs associated with it, the price tag that must be paid never never born or carried by the people that uh that that made the sale that signed the paperwork that's that's never how it goes it's been the same since the first world war after the first world war there was a saying there was a saying of never again because there was war and we always knew it was bad but something changed after world war one world war one was fucking crazy to a dimension that it traumatized the entire Western world and the entire Western world, at least the people that actually participated in the fucking war, not you rich pieces of shit. My grandfather served on the U.S. You didn't do shit, okay? The people that carried the weight of that were coal miners and fishermen and farmers and regular ass people. There was no rich, there was very few any rich asshole business tycoons, you know, robber baron type fucking people like this that we have today calling the shots run in our lives that are the deputy prime minister and so on. None of those people are going to be bleeding, killing, and dying in a rat-infested trench somewhere in Belgium. That is never going to fucking happen. And the public always listens to them. They listen to the talking head. They listen to the television. They listen to the authority because they're scared and they don't know what to do. So what does it really mean to you, these, to these people? What are the medals and the statues and the stories and the movies? Does, it any, does any of it fucking mean anything to these people when they won't even listen to those that actually do the job and tell you this is uh, not a good time? This is fucking bullshit. And if we're going to do it, if we have to do it, if we must do it, 
it, we need a really, really, really good fucking reason because I need that. We need that as a people, as a nation, as a society. I need it as a fucking man and people need it as humans in their soul to know that it's as horrible and as awful and as damaging and traumatizing and poisonous and ruthless and, and nightmarish and it will never leave you. The pain lives forever. I need to know that every day that we carry this and we combat this and we live with this and deal with this and cycle around with this and we bury our friends and we bury other people and it continues and goes on in perpetuity for the rest of our fucking lives until we're dead if it's tomorrow or we're old and gray it doesn't matter it's fucking permanent it's forever so if i am to embrace and absorb and carry on you're asking me to put on a permanent rucksack of pain that i will carry for the rest of my life i will do it If it's right, prove to me that it's right. And they refuse and they can't. And instead they call you a traitor. Like I said earlier, you know, the boys didn't, they died for this. They died for this idea. This is, this is what we believe. This is who we were. You never pass a fault. A lot of things in Canada right now and in the West world seem, seem at fault to me. A lot. They held up their end. They sacrificed their lives. What are we doing? You know, and as far as, far as you know, refugees fleeing war and stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm sympathetic to that. That's fucking crazy. And if people wanted to flee Russia or Ukraine and be like, hey, can we come live here? I'm fine with that. I mean, that's fucked up. That doesn't mean we have to take sides and get involved. That's a totally different, that's an insane escalation. You need somewhere to chill and chill out and not be fucking murdered by roaming, you know, uh, gangs in the fucking tornado and Azov battalion. Yeah, that's cool. You can fucking stay here. If you, you know, you want to leave, that's fine. But I'm not joining your fucking war, dude. That's, that's not my problem. That's none of our problem. It sounds like some rich asshole's problem that get in over his head, and now he wants me and my friends and my family and my homies and potentially my own sons to go fight and die for his fucking business interests? Suck my dick! You want to fucking go? You go first, asshole. At least be like, what's that prince from England, the fucking good one? At least he had the fucking balls to go there and sit down with the with the guys and get it get in the way. Where the fuck have you been? What? Who are you? Who are you to tell anybody in this country, anywhere, in the world actually you've been living on a fucking bed sheet of diamonds and caviar your whole fucking life and now you're gonna tell the poor people they gotta go fight another war against somebody else they don't understand don't speak the language have no fucking idea what's going on but because you said so you want to talk about privilege you're the most privileged motherfucking people in the goddamn world the federal government every single one of you rich kid rich kid rich kid rich kid look at you all rich kids and privileged assholes everywhere never had a blister on your fucking hands or your feet and the day and one day of your fucking lives and you sit there oh the, this pen signing away people to die what a long day that i've had and you're gonna sit here and tell us what we need to do who we need to go fight and who we need to go die fighting fuck you in the strongest possible sense of the goddamn word So that I'm gonna play this, and then uh, then we get out of here. But like I said, this is uh, 
I just love the sentiment of this whole, this whole, it's a masterpiece. If you're interested in the whole, you know, culture, I guess you may not be, but it's a great homage to what it's like, uh, you know, afterwards. It's all fun and games, but, uh, you know, afterwards it, it gets a little weird. And uh, anyway, they're beginning, it's, they're coming home from the end of the, the end of the Gulf War. And previously America was only in the Vietnam War. A Vietnam veteran confronts him on their bus and he's all, you know, pumped about, you know, not being ashamed. <laughs> Because of how, you know, everything that went down in Vietnam. Because people were rightfully upset. That war was fucking horseshit. Um, guess who else didn't want involved in that? Can't remember the guy's name. Think he was shot in the face in public. Or no, I remember his name. Can't remember what happened to him. Never mind. I never said that. John F. Kennedy died of natural causes. Not vaccine related. <laughs> Vietnam veteran gets on the bus. Awkward, sad. You know, guess what? Guys, because guy's, you know, girlfriend was cheating on him. Getting fucked by some other dude the whole time. He comes home. She's like, sorry, I'm a whore. <laughs> Yeah, that happens to literally everyone, me, everybody else I know. Yep, that's as, as stereotypical as it gets. Other guys are trying to fit in in the world, do different civvy jobs, and try to act like everybody else. Like, oh, I'm just a, yeah, we're the same, and you're never really. It's hard. It's hard to fit in, and, and some guys stay in the army, and, and just like, this is all I know, motherfucker. And then there's, you know, people still die anyway. There's a scene here, and as well, what the guy's, you know, his best friend. This is a true story. The guy's best friend from the war, he dies. Doesn't make it. There's a funeral. Everybody meets up again and talks about how fucked up everything was. It's all the same thing. And then you're left with the reflections of what the fuck, what the fuck even is any of this? Anyway, I'll be, uh, check this out. Great movie. Jarhead. You gotta do this to people, you better have a good fucking reason. Because you might have to sit out on your bus. Every war is different. Every war is the same. Sorry, I'm a horror. Tablecloths and patent leather shoes. Bathing suits and bowling balls. Clarinets and rings. Well, this radio really needs is a Rifle as boots, full 
Fergus? Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing, man? Nice haircut. Good. Thanks. I got some bad news, man. Everything's a dollar in this box. Cufflinks and hubcaps, trophies and paperbacks. It's good transportation. Neckties and boxing gloves. This jackknife is rusted. You can pound that dead out on the hood. A, a story. A man fires a rifle for many years, and he goes to war. And afterwards, he comes home. And he sees that whatever else he might do with his life, build a house, love a woman, change his son's diaper, he will always remain a jarhead. And all the jarheads, killing and dying, they will always be me. We are still in the desert. Can't remember where my sound was originally. That around, but get the idea. If you're going to do that to people, you need, you need a real good reason. I don't want to watch the rest of Jarhead now. <clears throat> it's not nothing. It takes lives. It claims lives. Kills people. While you're there, after you're there, forever. It's permanent damage. You're talking about... So excuse me for at least asking. I just want to make sure the math adds up, that this is, this is worth it, because from where I'm fucking sitting, it's not. It's not. So you're asking to send, you, you want to send, you know, more people. I, I know a lot of these guys are still in. You want, you want to send people more, more people to die for something that's completely, you know, bullshit. Not worth it at all. That's going to fix, that's going to, that's going to fix things, is it? Because I actually value and care about the people that live here. I actually value and I, I see value and I know where we came up. I, I know where we come from, what this country's been through, what the people that, we, that, that live here have been through, the families and stuff that have been through, the lives of the people, of the best people that we have that are willing to go strap their fucking boots on and go get blasted to bits over it because you asked them to, because to, they think they need you to protect them. These are some of the best people that we have. The lives of these people, and, and, and not just in this country, and all these guys, th these are valuable people. These are people you don't want to lose. Is this worth it? Is this worth it? Let's just nonchalantly, yeah, 
Just give them whatever they want. We'll, we'll just have more wars and more nonsense and more... And we'll never ask why. We'll never examine the reasons why. How do we get here? What's going on? Just focus on TV Man. TV Man will tell you. Russian Man bad. Podcast Man bad. Orange Man bad. Raytheon good. Lockheed Martin good. Halliburton good. Profits good. Apple tech good. Stock market going up. Good, 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 good. Veteran suicide. Who really gives a shit? You know, widespread humanitarian crisis. Millions of refugees destroyed lives. Bombed out cities death mayhem carnage destruction ripple effects through human civilization societies crumb oh that's fine it's fine as long as we get all the other things listen i'm not i'm not i'm not afraid of fighting obviously i wasn't joking when i said earlier if it comes down to it and there's like a gun to our heads where it's like, listen, you know, we're fighting these people. I will not. I will not fight them. I have no problem with them. None of these people said I was unacceptable. Nobody said I was a plague rat. No one said that my children shouldn't be allowed in school. No one said, not, not those people, the Russians never said that we had to cancel, you know, kick people out of school and rescind their education, take their money, take their benefits, take their fucking, whatever you took from them, their jobs, everything else, crush their personal businesses, crush their livelihoods, crush their dreams, crush their ambitions, crush their families, segregated their families, split them up. Don't go to grandma's house for Christmas she's unvaccinated let her die alone in a long term care facility that wasn't the Russians that was Canada that did all of that and now those same people the same people that did all that to you are going to ask you to support with your money with your paycheck with your hard work with your labor with your time with your energy with your life force support this mayhem support this carnage support this mass murder and nonsense and 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 mur- and, and, and evil is what it is support it and maybe they'll even ask for your children too or maybe you are you a retired guy in the military you think you're out maybe you're not maybe they want you back maybe they need a little bit they want to squeeze another mile out of junior so disgusting and now my computer has frozen (laughs) I won't fight them you know what everybody's sitting there I fucking can't Russian apologist I'll fucking fight you though you want to play that game You and I got history. We got a problem. Ivan didn't do shit to me. You did, though. Long memory. Chris Jason, Berserker J. Thank you very much, guys. Trying to figure out this. How loud is this? We're good. We got it. 
playing with the never play with the numbers. Mula Mobin Sheik. Al Stern, Darren Croswell. Robert O'Leary, Lynn Hellbilly Deluxe, Karadot, Karad S. Kayovsky, Sean M. Anderson Paladin, Deanna 01, Anastasia 411, Man on the Mountain. Kaiva M. Rich, Poo Putt Platter, Hellbilly Deluxe, Leak One Eye, Donkey Dongala, Never Neil, Al Stern. Feels like thunder. Comrade Taco Full of Bees. <laughs> Chet Chisholm, Godzilla Unchained, CRJ, Rhino O'Friend, Slip Sheet, Won't Hold Still, Crisby, Brooker T, Making Gains, Sean M, Chief Dogma, Glitcherful, Full Draw Scubs, hey, I am, and that'll, that'll do it for pretty much everybody, if I missed you, I'm sorry, I try, it's hard, it's a mess over here, it's a lot going on, RegiDistant.com, Please follow the Telegram page there, right there. T.me slash Raging Distant II, because when you get banned, as I often do, that's where you have to go to find out what's going on. And if you don't know, then you won't know. And you won't know when the nukes are coming, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's not good. It's not good, boys. We're in a state. We're in a state right now. Thanks so much, RazorDistant.com again. Thank you guys very much. I'll see you next time Friday, probably. But there's going to be a hurricane, I guess. I'll just go out and fight the wind. I'll fight the hurricane. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the power and all that. So, you know. Look and make me, bitch. See you next time. Appreciate you. Take care of each other. Keep your eye on the fucking ball. Don't ever lose sight of who the real bad guy is. Keep an eye on him. Because if you don't, He'll get away from you. It's an interesting concept, Phil. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with it. I wish you wouldn't do it because it's really irritating. I don't think there's any training value in it. He says, he's, he says he's muting me on purpose because he wants to see what I'll do under adversity. It's not adversity. It's annoying. It's annoying. Well, I know, but I, listen, Phil, there's, a, there's, there's filters engaged, okay? There's a noise gate. They can't hear you. When you're doing blow, when you're doing these lines of blow, they can't hear you. No, they can't hear anything you're saying or doing. I, I, listen, I got to be a couple inches away from this. It's a condenser microphone. It's very complicated. I'm retarded. A smarter person than me explained it to me. I pretend I understand. But you, you just... So you're muted. You think, the oh, I just, I had to, you had to do a bowl. Who does bowls of blow, Phil? A bowl. That's weed. You don't do a bowl of blow. 
So you muted me because you thought people would hear you doing a bowl. I've never heard of this in my life. That's a, that is a cereal bowl. I thought he meant like a weed bowl. A fucking, that's a bowl of cereal you're gesturing to. Oh, that's over there. I thought that was food left over. My God, dude. Just don't, don't play with it anymore. All right. It's enough. Because it causes me problems and I can't pay for your habits anymore if it stops, okay? Let's just, let's just be clear.